0: Master, you what? What the I hell?
1: I get no bitches. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody in between, baby mamas, baby daddies, and. I guess people on probation. My camera is off, but it is what it is. We are rolling. We are live here for once again for the Gresh Unleashed podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me. If you are new around here, I am your purveyor of mischief, Gresh. And and of course, joining me for the very first time. Well, not for the very first time. For once again, he'll be joining me shortly. You know, he's on uh, CP time. So, you know, he's on uh, color people time. Highlight reel will be joining us very shortly. My camera is kind of glitchy right now, but I'm getting that fixed. A-S-A-P. But in the meantime, I, we are here live. as always as, as always and forever. We are here live. Do our thing right here for the Gresham these Podcast. If you are new around here, make sure you hit that follow button or wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your Amazon music, wherever you listen to your podcast, I got you covered. We all you got to hit that do is hit that follow button as well as if you are on spotify and apple podcast i believe you can hit the reviews and give us a give me a solid solid review but as always i am usually here with my purveyor of mischief my co-partner in mischief that is swallow the bandit but of course she is there's my camera it's a little still a little glitchy but it is what it is she is on assignment she's going she's doing some dental work right now so she's not really going to be with us this week she may be back next week we will see in the meantime as we are continuing to wait on Highlight to be fashionably late as he always is every single time we go on live on these things. Uh, Give you a nice little rundown of today's podcast. We are reliving and reviewing TNA Lockdown 2006. We are continuing our TNA Impact Month for the month of June, which is also happens to be Pride Month. Make sure you guys Remember to embrace who you truly are, and and never say never when it comes to being who you are. Like love, love, live, love, and just be yourself. That's all I say. Because ain't nobody else is paying, or anybody else is gonna be you but you. And there's no other way to do it than to be yourself. And if you are uh, new around here, you gotta you gotta know we gotta give our shouts out to our people. We're gonna get there. Also t- on today's podcast, we're going to give a well, we're going to give our thoughts on Cody Rhodes. He was injured during w, uh, before, prior to WWE Hell in a Cell, as well as he's going to be taking a few months off, more than likely, with a torn pectoral muscle, as well as another. The injuries just keep on rolling. We got CM Punk. He is the current AEW World's Heavyweight Champion, but he is out with an injury as well. So he is going to be on the shelf with a knee injury, and we're going to give our thoughts on that. And the road to the interim AEW champion began last night for AEW Dynamite. We got you covered right here on the Gresham Lease podcast, as we are still waiting the arrival of Highlight Reel. He is fashionably tardy, as always, but you know how we do it. But, of course, we got to give our special shout-out to our Patreon backers, Patreons, that is, whatever the tier you are, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast without you guys, because you, you part with your hard-earned money every single month patreoncom slash Digital. Thank you, thank you so much for your support and just being who you truly are. And if you are in, joining us live right here in the chat, make sure you uh, make sure you just leave one in the chat. Just let me know that you are here. You are vibing with us. You are watching us wherever you, wherever you're watching us, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, wherever you listen to us on the pod, wherever you're listening to, or whatever you listen to us in audio format. We got a, a solid show for you as we continue to wait for the arrival of Highlight Real. And what and the more I wait, the more I just want to vibe, vibe, and just, we're just gonna get get keep the ball rolling as well. But like I said, we're gonna be doing, we're gonna be reviewing TNA Lockdown in two thousand and six. But if you are new around here, make sure you follow us on social media. That is on you follow us on Instagram, you follow us on Facebook, you follow us on Twitch, you follow us on Twitter, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube. That is. At grush Unleashed, and without further ado, I feel like, the, as tardy as always, you got your boy Highlight Real joining us right here for for the very first time. Well, not the very first time. I don't know why I keep saying very first time, but he is here officially. Hopefully, his mic and all that stuff is good to go because we are good to go as well. What is going on, brother?
0: All right, testing, testing. Can y'all hear me, man? Can y'all hear me?
1: Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, my friend. Loud and
0: clear. What's happening, peoples? Apologies for the slight five minute tardiness, man. You'd be crazy. We got a new stud up here in the studio. It's, it,
1: you're fashionably late. It happens I'm all trying. the time. Hey, yeah. you
0: see, man, we got the green screen. We're trying to move up like you, Gresh. You know what I'm saying? We got a little something, man. Now I just gotta figure out how to get a background in the
1: back. We'll be good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it, it, it's a nice little software, but but we got you. We got you. I got you. guys. you. I got. You. I, I. I. Hey, man. You, you. know. I had to ramble as always, but yo, to, like I said at the top of the podcast, uh, we're gonna be reviewing TNA Slammer. Yeah, yes. 2006. Uh, that is over a decade ago. Oh well, no, no, Oof. it's, it's near no. We're, yeah, we're we're it's close. Like, we're close. It's, it's like two <laughs> two. It's like four years shy of a decade. Oof.
0: What? Well, no. Trist.
1: Wait, wait.
0: Oh yeah, 2000. No, 2000, almost two decades.
1: Almost two decades. I'm about to say 2006. And then we had 2016, 2016. So, yikes. Time flies, man. I'm over. <laughs> Damn. Hey brother but like I, I, I said, you. like I said, we are continuing our TNA month for June 2022, uh where we review retro editions of whether it's pay-per-views or weekly shows of TNA impact slash impact wrestling. Mainly because I am kind of tired of like I said last week, I am kind of tired of the modern wrestling. So I'll just say, you know what I'm feeling nostalgia. Let's just go look back at our nostalgia. Uh short. Sure. So, uh brother, without further ado, we might as well get right into it. Let's do it. Now it's time for the TNA Lockdown 2006 Retro Review. And, boy, this was a pay-per-view.
0: <laughs> Tell me about it.
1: <laughs> this is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling.
0: I always loved that intro. It was always kind of epic a little bit.
1: (laughs) Didn't didn't they change it a few times? It was like, TNA, we are wrestling. I I remember that. Yeah, it was a few
0: times they changed it. But that was like, that one that we got in this intro, I think was like the most common.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I'm about to say, I've heard, we are wrestling, cross the line. I think that was only three. It was like, this new face of professional wrestling, cross the line, and we are wrestling. Or new face of professional wrestling. Oh yeah, this is cool. <laughs> so this for is record, record. What, you said what now? Well,
0: I was just gonna say, uh, real quick, before we got into the match by match, as I was looking back at this, a quick overall thought. This just reminded me of how ahead of its time TNA actually was.
1: With the and with the as far as like well, all...
0: like for one, I know, like I can't say if this is one hundred percent accurate, but I know for me, to my understanding. TNA was one of the first shows where crowds did the whole back and forth chant for like opposite people.
1: Oh, you talking about like uh? It, we'll get to it when we get to the match of the, uh what was it, AJ Styles or something like, it was it was split for a few people. Uh,
0: Senshi and uh, Christopher Daniels, Christopher I think Daniels. they did that. For, Fallen yeah. Angel,
1: for, let's go low key. Cause, they, cause they, they was trying their best to get Senshi over the name. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I feel they like try. TNA was on there. WWE stuff with giving the, the name changes. Like you're now mm-hmm. Sinji, no longer low key. You're you're just Sinji. No, 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 and no, that did not last. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I man. agree. It, it,
1: this this it, throughout this entire show, I was like, this was proper for the year. Some of the stuff mm-hmm. didn't age for me, but some of the stuff did. As far as like the entertainment part.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: agreed but but this event took place on april 23rd 2006 in the impact zone i I like that 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 setup i said it on the last review but i like that setup like the dual side Mm -hmm. with the baby faces on one side and then the heels on the opposite side. like i know AEW does it with the with the uh, uh, coming out on the same stage but like the uh, opposite side of arena like it's two different sides I, i I, mm-hmm. I will forever say that, and I will, I will forever repeat this if you. not watch listen to the same podcast episode. It's literally just my same thoughts. Like, I like that. It just feels different. It felt different before they, yeah. you know, LOL TNA'd it.
0: <laughs> For real. I agree, man. Um, it just, yeah. Um, like you said, some of it didn't age well in terms of the humor side of things. Uh, looking back, and we'll get into that as we break it down. But, yeah, man, this was... um. That stage always was one of my favorites in terms of, like you said, Hill and babyface dynamic. And, of course, AEW, always biting, you know, taking tributes and pieces of other promotions. Hey, I,
1: so, I, I ain't knocking you know. it. Like, hey, do, do do that. Act like other wrestling exists. Don't act like you just the only people in the true. world.
0: That's true. Props to them for it.
1: This entire show is steel cage matches from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I love this cold open. I didn't even know. It's like... I, I don't know. It's like, even though I appreciate modern code opens, like, from an editor's point of view, but it's like, being from good to great, like, the WWE, I'll say it to this day, like, I give them their props. Their editing department deserves props and praise for even mm-hmm. making you hype for the least built match. Like, if you mm-hmm. check, look back at Hell in a Cell, like, the least built match got a banger of a of a, a promo package. So, it's like, I gotta mm-hmm. give them a shout out for that. Agreed. But, uh, I think it's my age shown because I'm like, I appreciate these more, like the, the grunginess of the promos, like it didn't feel polished. I, I appreciate those type of promos, I guess, because hey, like I said, this this is nearly two decades old, and you can't you gotta appreciate the, the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we started off with uh team Japan versus Team USA. Uh Team Japan consisted of Hiroki Goto. Is this the same Goto who's gonna be competing? against tanahashi is that a different person i'm thinking of
0: i wouldn't be surprised if it is the same given that uh one the longevity of japanese wrestlers and then also if you think about it most of the people on this card still wrestle today
1: (laughs) yeah most of them in this match Uh, i don't know about minoru tanaka i don't know if he's still wrestling but i know black tiger is still wrestling he's now known as rocky romero (laughs)
0: Boom. Look at that.
1: (laughs) While Team USA consisted of people who are still wrestling. Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Alex Shelley. This was the paparazzi version of Alex Shelley. AKA,
0: quote me on this, ladies and gentlemen, the original Seth Rollins. True. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that hit me today, bro, when I was watching him. I was like, half blonde half black huh you know what the trunk yeah i'm like he's low-key the original seth rollins how about that i was like yo man that's gonna stick with me now <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> this was a standard six-man tag team match inside the steel so i was like huh mm-hmm. this isn't going to be using none of the steel uh
0: I have a thought with lockdown that I would want to get your info on that. Because going back to your point about how every match was like a steel cage, mm. kind of makes me wonder. I always did like the concept of lockdown, um, and then of course the six sided ring is always going to be legendary. So, do you think maybe, especially looking back at this, do you think having cages like for the whole pay per view is just a bit much?
1: I, I had that it 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 did cross my mind like by the time we got to the propaganda match AKA the anthem match mm-hmm. it was like okay what was the what's what's, what's the steel cage for, <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Big I was guy. like okay what what are we doing here what's this what, what is going on like what, like I I expect blood across this whole pay per view I'm seeing little to nothing
0: come on dude. little to nothing come on man yeah I don't but get I it bro. Re-
1: I didn't really take much notes during this this match. I was like, Jay Lethal was smooth when he was in this match. Like, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are not really fans of Jay Lethal. I, it, it's like, you, it, that's being a fan of anybody is subjective when it comes to professional wrestling. But mm-hmm. you can look back at some of his matches and be like, this man was good. Yeah. Borderline great at this oh, point. Yeah. And this was just 2006. As, he, as you can tell, as he got older and more seasoned, it's, it's the mm-hmm. curse of the older you get, the more you know. Yeah. So it's, so it's like, the, he was good here, and he's gotten better now.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, I was thinking about that with a lot of these guys, and um, it, was, it was actually a great thing to see the progression of so many of these people who, like we said, still wrestle currently. And it's crazy to believe that they were rookies or the young guys
1: the back young then. Lines.
0: Yeah, and now look at them. They're the veterans putting over the younger talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, man.
1: And, and Jay Lethal's now bald.
0: Why are you bald? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took a while for me to get... It was like Triple H when he went bald. It took a minute for me to actually get used to that. I was like, man, you're where's like, the
1: cornrows? Why, are you, why are you bald? But then it's like the, the the headache that you go through when you're, you're getting... Your hair braided and rebraided mm-hmm. and relocked, and you you'll you'll understand by the time you hit 40, you'll be like, Okay, cut it off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but facts. okay,
1: like just, just cut it off. Because you you be moving so much, you'd be like, Okay, I don't have time. Yeah. Sometimes mm. something goes on with my hairdresser, like I can't get the same hairdresser, they don't know. It's like just just cut it off. Just <laughs> cut it off.
0: Big facts. Sanjay
1: Dutt, the, the original player from the Himalaya. -hmm. It brought me back to Martin, bro.
0: (laughs) Nah, for real, bro. Oh my gosh. I love
1: that. (laughs) Jerome in the house. I'm like, the (laughs) Himalaya. Oh
0: Lord.
1: So Team Mexico came out during this match. Like, like I said, I didn't take too many notes. Like I was like, Team Mexico Mm -hmm. came out this match. And it was at this point, I'm like, I didn't realize that this was the World X Cup like preview. Because, you know, they was a, yeah. this is around the time they was doing the X Cup. Where yeah. Like Team USA versus Team Canada versus Team Mexico. I believe Team UK or England. I don't know how they did that. Mm-hmm. I have to look it up. But it was basically it, a preview.
0: Yeah, it was along those lines, man. You know, this is all my territory when it comes to TNA history a lot of times, man. Uh It was kind of cool reminding myself of like, oh, yeah, I remember those days. Like, yeah, I loved when no they did there. that. They no, even- they don't. They they honestly need to bring that back, I think, because um that was really creative. That was just one of those things where I said like TNA was ahead of its time. That was one of those things I was talking about when they did that World Cup because uh, with AEW, um we saw how they introduced the new title, the Atlantic title and Yeah, we'll uh, talk. About I'm looking that. at it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Like I saw the bracket and I'm thinking to myself, it's kind of reminiscent, almost of that World Cup that TNA was doing, but there wasn't titles on the line. It was just more like a trophy and bragging rights. So that was kind of cool to be remembered of and reminded of that.
1: You also got to look back at the CWC Cruiserweight Classic. True, that was similar. That was to one, Like you had yeah. a lot of people representing other countries, and you had alternatives. Like, like they went into full detail with this tournament. Like it wasn't no, mm-hmm. oh, like a thrown together single elimination tournament. It felt like. A legit tournament like you had substitutions and you had people who were like like if someone went down with injury they came in and they was prepared like they treated it like a legit sport at that point mm-hmm. and that's oh, why a yeah. lot of people look like a lot of people are like why they didn't make it a, like a yearly thing or a bi-yearly thing like they didn't have to make it mm-hmm. a yearly thing you could have made it every other year because i yeah. believe that what was that 2016 so they could have had it 2018 if they wanted to but just like the Mae Young classic, I feel like after the, after the two, they just said whatever.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. That sounds about
1: right. Yeah. But Japan, Team Japan picked up the win when Black Tiger hit the pun 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 intended Tiger Driver on Jay Lethal to get the pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get a backstage interview with Team 3D, JB, JB, Jeremy Barash, interviews mm-hmm. Team 3D after showing off the Lethal Lockdown toy set. I'm like, Damn, I remember back in the day when I used to get toy sets. Like I didn't get that particular, but I got like a WWE ring with with, with a whole bunch of action figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> those were like, oh, the
0: days. Oh. I had the ones uh, where they had the little metal piece on the foot, and then they had the stage, and you put in the theme song played. play. That was always kind of cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, bro, I'm like, you know, you know, modern day, like that, that ain't finna happen now because everybody's with social media now, so it's not really, mm-hmm. you know, it's very unless you got kids. I'm, I mean, if you got kids, they'll probably they probably still make them, but. I ain't yeah. got kids, so uh, Team nice. 3D is reunited with Brother Runt, formerly known as Spike Dudley. Uh, I think this was at the point where he he left WWE as well, because I think the Team mm-hmm. 3D left in 2005, like late 2005. So mm-hmm. this is April 2006. So I'm pretty sure this was around the time he left as well. Oh, yeah.
0: uh, tonight is about
1: pride, respect for your country. You know the USA propaganda, basically. Uh, thou should mm-hmm. not mess with Team 3D. It doesn't sound the same when he says Team 3D. It sounds like <sighs>
0: You know what? I said the same thing, right? Because the funny thing about that was, it sounded like he really. If you look at back at that, he hesitated. He like you he almost to went to the dummy voice. He looked at Bubba. Bubba's like, now nah, you
1: know you can't say that. We're gonna get hit with copyright. He's like, Don't do it. Don't do it. So that, team three D. I'm like. Oh.
0: Oh, Team 3D. Nobody's ever gonna remember that name unless they're just a hardcore TNA fan. I just want to put that out there. Like, you will never remember them as Team 3D. Ever.
1: I mean, he's Bubba is lucky that they remember Bully Ray because he was so good at it.
0: Facts, real big facts, bro. Oh, oh my gosh. I forgot he was brother Ray before bully ray. I was like, yeah, you're brother Ray from now like on. Like he
1: don't he, he when he lost that weight and he just went crazy before, prior to aces and eights and then aces and eights happened, and I was like, dog, this is it, it was at a moment where I was clamoring for a bully Ray versus Hulk Hogan match, and I fucking hate Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <That's>. <laughs> Terry, we hate Terry. You yeah, Terry, yeah. yeah. And the more I look back at Hulk Hogan, I'm like, eh, this dude was overrated. <laughs> John Cena did it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> wow.
1: Next it. up, we get uh, the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. He competes against a mystery opponent inside the steel, and his opponent is, like we mentioned, formerly known as Loki, key now known as Sinchi. and the crowd went silent <laughs> they, <laughs> they had to turn the music up the block out the Kirk's battle rapping in the crowd
0: yeah you know um <laughs> so this 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 one hurts a little because i was a really big um sensi slash low-key fan uh especially back then now it's amazing because a lot of his style is kind of pretty much copied and you know influenced by i feel like much everyone, everyone else
1: copies. Copy that style because I believe True. The dump, yeah. for me, I feel like the double stump is the cave-in for Cameron Grimes slash Trevor Trevor Lee. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like. When I when I instantly thought, saw his 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 warriors way from the top, I'm like, especially mm-hmm. the cave-in
0: Not to mention, <laughs> uh, and then of course, you know, the Gras. You're right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? His finisher, uh Stan Balor. Mean. Uh, Like, all his movesets, even though, shout out to Jani Kai, man, like, I saw, like, some of the kicks he was doing, and I'm like, she does that in her moveset now, like, it's amazing how what he did that was unique back then is now not as unique, because all, kind of like Pete, uh, Petey Williams, that Canadian destroyer, like, it it just really, yeah, (laughs) exactly, you know what I'm saying, like, I feel bad for some of these TNA originals or guys that you remember from back then that had such a dope style and now it's like because everybody's incorporated it and it's a transition all stuff yeah it's, it's it's like it's not as special so i don't know how lowkey's doing these days i don't know if he's still out there i'm pretty sure he's still out there but i haven't followed his style so i don't know but if last he's
1: last time i saw him he was on mlw he was pretty much doing the i guess the instant last time i checked he was doing like the instant knockout so like somebody rushed him and he knocked them out it was like wow. it was like a, it was like quick. It was like quick into the point that was MLW. That was like pandemic era. Okay, I remember, I remember him. Like,
0: let me see. He had a hitman type era. Uh, he had that in
1: hitman. in ten. It was TNA GFW, whichever name you know when they was going through that name change phase. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was actually in BDC Beatdown Clan. Beatdown Clan. I remember that. Yeah, so, yeah. So he was he was going through. He, he went through some, and we can't remember Kaval. Pfft. Wasn't that the
0: WWE guy? Yeah, that was the WWE name, right? Yeah. Caval.
1: A.K.A. Laycool's pet. <laughs> Ball. Man. I'm surprised they didn't have, him up, have them up there rubbing his head like, my precious.
0: <laughs> oh, man. How forgettable, too. I mean, it was really a short-lived run, but back to the match.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were low-key and or senshi and christopher Daniels were former once former tag team partners in triple x they was tag team Mm. champions at one point uh i didn't really take too many matches because i was like studying it like i'm trying to tell you every people don't need to understand why i don't take a lot of notes anymore i study these Mm. things like i'm just looking at everybody so uh i'm just gonna call him because i can't really i I don't even acknowledge shenshi uh low-key kicks be sounding like he's taking liberties like you, you you heard the impact on the on the on the kick to the chest. That mm-hmm. he did and oh, I yeah. said, and I had headphones. So I was like, God, I had to take my I had to take my headphones off because I'm like, bro, still. I'm like, I sound like it hurt.
0: Straight stuff, man. I was like, goodness gracious. <laughs>
1: it, it's like the impact and the precision of it just beginning. Like every time, it don't matter how many matches I see on him. Every time I see a match, I'm like, uh. I don't want to take that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's there it is. We know Josh is that got that infamous line. You know I'm I like, think that it, every I'm, time I see like, it.
1: I don't, don't want to take that. Hold on. <laughs> that <one. laughs> if you if you <laughs> skip like now nah, uh what, what, what what's her name on Twitter? Shouts out like from from G from GF uh not GFW is it GFW? GCW? I CCW? CCW? CCW. I, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Miss <laughs> Ruthless Lala. Yeah, have you heard that name? I have heard that. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen her lariats?
0: <laughs> no, I have not. I don't think I've seen them. Let me see.
1: She's, on. she's on Twitter at Ruthless Lala. Oh, on-
0: I have seen them. Yes. I. Yeah. I do know her. La- yeah. I, I will,
1: her lariats to to me are like low keys lariats. I mean kicks. I will not take that. Yep. And if I, if I and if I do, I will die. My whole body will go to the shadow realm.
0: Yeah, you no, know, yeah. I mean, t- there's no doubt, man. That's that's gonna take your whole soul. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him. <laughs>
2: oh
0: <laughs>
1: <shoot>. game over. Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> <You>. Fatality. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Well, we finally got a a we finally got a a steel. To the flesh contact when Daniel suplexed uh low key into the cage. As the match progressed, it was like it was literally, they was literally one up each other. Like it was so hard hitting to the point where I'm like, bro, <clears throat> do y'all legitimately hate each other? That's how good they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Daniels hit a DVD Death Valley driver, followed up by the BME, the best moonsaw ever. For a two count, you know, Daniels get got the gave the gimmick, to, uh, oh my god, he kicked out. Daniels ran yeah. Shinshi into the into the cage and teased for the Angels wings from the top. I'm like, bro, he's gonna you're trying to break this man's neck. Mm-hmm. But of course, he fought off, fought him off, and went for the Warriors way, but Daniels got out, out of the way. Daniels mm-hmm. then went for the Angels wings, but Shinshi uh low-key pushed him back and reversed it into a bridge and used his feet for leverage to pick up the win. This match was awesome, hard-hitting. I enjoyed it. What did you what did you enjoy overall about this match?
0: Uh, arguably for this one, it was probably one of those where you say match of the night crowd was really into it, uh, especially towards like the most heated parts at the end. Um, you got the birth, I believe. I think there was a, this is awesome chant in there. Yeah. Was I feel like that was the
1: first, that's around the time when it was kind of getting, becoming a thing. Yeah. they were still, still trying to find the rhythm. Cause some people was like, this is awesome. And it was like, this is awesome. Like you could tell people were trying to get the, this is awesome. Just mm-hmm. before they did the clap, so it was like you know they was trying to get the they was trying to get it over, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it was one of those, so um, yeah, nice back and forth, uh, like I said, I uh, always been a fan of Christopher Daniels for sure, um especially fallen angel Christopher Daniels, one of my favorite uh gimmicks from Christopher Daniels, and then, as I mentioned, we told me you know how I felt about Loki since she you know like was a big fan of his back then for sure, so it's cool, um. Probably arguably the best match of the night.
1: No. Yeah. Then we get backstage interview with the James Gang and Bullet Bob Bomb Stronger. And this is where um. I'm like, oh, we we dipping into the racist territory. All right. Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I am not the only
0: one that thought that, bro. Uh, oh, man. my God. And that's not even counting what happened in the actual match. So we're going to yeah, get to all of that. we
1: get to all of that. Uh, so we're getting an arm wrestling match with the winner giving the loser. Ten lashes. Uh, they want to whip some Mexicans, is what I got from this promo. In my okay. mind, let me
0: tell you, I got some. This is totally not PG type vibes. Because, <laughs> like, let's just start in the fact that Billy Bob said something along the lines of, uh, "No, no, I'm sorry." BG said it when he's like, "Lord knows, I've taken plenty of straps from him." And you about to feel minds,
1: and then here comes Billy Gunn. <laughs> Daddy
0: always said
1: I was a strap boy. <laughs> no, that was one. he said no, nah, he said, Mama always said I was a strappy young man. I'm like, is that even me? <laughs> That's what I'm saying like in my mind,
0: I'm like, uh is, am I supposed to be feeling like this is a sexual reference or are y'all literally still talking about straps here because this, this could go either way in meaning.
1: yeah, you. I'm, I'm like, like, uh, pause. He's <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like a pause is supposed to be somewhere in there. I'm like, pause, bro. big pause, like, real bro. Where we going with this? Like, you got me out here putting a doing a cross symbol. Like, what? What's going on? What's going on? And, then, oh, and then Road dog shirt said, "God, Jesus." I'm like, you sure don't.
0: <laughs> that was that was popular back then. You know, I saw him showing off the Christianity beliefs, but it still was kind of like, yeah, bro, not that that doesn't tie in well. But hey, that's just us looking outside the box. Just saying. So that-
1: was that, was that their take on Got Milk?
0: Yeah, I remember that was big back then Um, because the Got Milk ad was big. So, you know, a Christian just kind of like took it, did a little spin. Uh, People do it all the time, uh, even today now, where they'll just take some popular and put a Christian quote in it. So,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like when they take a, a, a secular song and make it Christian. Pretty much. Yeah. Right and I laugh lines. at them every time. I'm like, bro. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. What are you
0: doing? Oh, oh my Let God. it go.
1: Uh, then we move on to the actual arm wrestling contest. Bullet Bomb Armstrong. He was 66 at this point. Versus oh, 86. no.
0: He was 77, I think. Was 70-something. It, was it? Yeah, he was, they, that I was I a 70-something they, odd man. I
1: thought they said 66. I mean, either or he was old as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was versus conan this was early days lax with hernandez and homicide long before Santana and ortiz and long before the version that's in mlw right now so
0: my favorite lax of all time anyway the og lax will always
1: be the best but i do
0: like santina and ortiz though i just you know this lax always yeah, my
1: favorite it was it was icy a little bit Hernandez Man. almost tripped on the entrance. <laughs> you, see, you see that little ah. dip on the stage. You see that little dip on the stage because you got the stage and then you got the the, the part where it's like a pyro. Yeah, pyro comes out. he he dipped. I'm like, oh, bro, you can't play that off, bro. S- he,
0: Super Max, indeed, boy. I tell Super
1: you, Super <laughs> Max. Um, and then when we got to this, I'm like, the only thing I could write down was like, does arm wrestling entertain people? Because it. I was not entertained. <laughs> you know,
0: to me, I said to myself, "Now this is some real WWE type ish right here." And
1: boy. they did, they did it like what was it? They did it for the Bobby Lashley and Omos uh feud. Yeah,
0: they really did. On Raw. And it that's was an
1: arm wrestling match.
0: That's why I say it just it's kind of one of those things where it shows why WWE is still stuck in the past because they still do this type of stuff today,
1: we right? Know. See, them back then is weird, but the what they do now, if mm-hmm. you look at their, they're, they're targeting YouTube with that arm wrestling stuff. Every time they upload an arm wrestling thing, it always breaks numbers. Weird. Every time. It's so like, it's it's, it's its a group out there, an algorithm out there that just craves arm wrestling matches. Why? Really weird. I don't know. But. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? You just want to see who. The only time I I acknowledge arm wrestling is if I'm at the family cookout with a drunk uncle who thinks he can whoop me, but he never does. That's the only time I deal with a, with a, with, a, with arm wrestling. But other than that, I'm like, I, I'm like, this is entertaining. Somebody, but it ain't me.
0: Yeah, no, wasn't doing it for me either. I just really kept saying, I'm like,
1: imagine I'm TNA. Having- <laughs> oh
0: yeah, <laughs> hey, you know I love you know y'all know I love me some TNA. I love Impact, all those, but like. Even looking back at that now, I'm saying to myself, hmm, yeah, that's where guys like BG James and and you know Billy Gunn, those guys that came from the WWE realm, yeah, they influenced all of that. <laughs> I was like, Y'all brought the WWE to TNA with that. Crap. And
1: I was looking at it, I'm like, bro, this is a pay per view and we got an arm wrestling match on here.
0: In a cage of all places. You didn't even need the cage for that.
1: No, you could do that in the backstage. To be honest with you, you could have did that backstage, legitimately in the interview area. You could have just said, mm-hmm. "Let's do arm wrestle table right now. Let's do it." Exactly. Just being all dramatic.
0: Waste, waste of space.
1: <laughs> waste of space. Waste of time. You could have actually put it on TNA Impact if I, for all I care. Facts. <laughs> uh, Bullet bomb won after a you know the teasing of the back and forth, like, "Oh, Conan gonna do it?" Yeah, he won, and then now the losing team gets to get whipped. And BG James for some reason went on a rant. Say hello to my leather friend. I guess he was trying to quote Scarface, not realizing mm-hmm. that Scarface and Mexicans are not the same.
0: Did not age well at all.
1: Like, not sir Um, all I could write down, I said who was this entertainer? Because this felt hella racist.
0: <laughs> Boy, what you talking about, especially bro, when home, when BG James was like. Oh, that was uno now we're getting ready to do dos Dos. i'm like you really trying to slow talk some mexicans that are completely latin and know how to fluently speak a whole lot better than you do yeah. <laughs> you trying to talk to them like they dumb and they own they talk wow <laughs> it's like we're going dos that means two i'm like
1: uh, and he said oh we're gonna go trace i was like i mean thrace i'm like Shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> it's like oh. this is time I'm like, bro, shut up. Shut up.
0: Oh, boy. I tell you, I was just like, I want to forget this. And this is a retro review. That's funny. <laughs> I was
1: like. All these retro reviews remind me. I'm like, bro, a lot of this stuff did not age well.
0: Not at all. Because you and I both know, try to do that segment. That whole thing. Try to do that in 2022. Ha! <laughs> not
1: you are not getting the world i'm not even talking about cancel culture i'm talking about sponsors and all these people like uh yeah get this shit off my tv Mm -hmm. (laughs) no um billy gunn is is right where he needs to be a manager of the ass boys that's all i'm saying um moving on from this segment because i want to forget it as soon as possible uh, we get a backstage interview with Team Jared, Jeff Jerry, America's Most Wanted, and then Scott Steiner, fresh off of his, I guess, leave of WWE as well, because I believe mm. he was in WWE the year prior or two years prior. Mm, I don't know yeah. when he left. I know he had uh, an interesting feud with Triple H and then fell down to Carter and then left. Yep. Sounds about right. And, and that wasn't even his fault. They literally miscast him. Scott Steiner is a heel. He should never be a babyface. Mm-hmm. And, if he is, and if he is a babyface, he should never change. <laughs> he should still be a prick.
0: Pretty much. Unfortunately, they did not let that run go too well, but they did the same mistake with Goldberg in that first little run. They just couldn't use any of the WCW guys the way we remember them. But hey. No, no.
1: <laughs> uh, Larry Zabisco is still trying to figure out this big announcement because I guess that's a running gimmick of the entire show. He's running in and out of interviews, and I'm like, you're thing because he was it was still it was a gimmick for slam anniversary as well so i was like when we did the review i'm like mm-hmm. and so like when he walked in i'm like is this deja vu what the f- why is this, <laughs> why does it seem like he always got one of about well, a big announcement every time he walks into the frame what is going on exactly we got, a, we got a scott steiner promo out of this one i'm like i ain't write down anything he was saying because i was it's literally a scott steiner promo like you just got to watch it <laughs> to <laughs> see exactly what i'm talking about uh, oh they're building up to the main event. So next up, we get a X-Division escape match with an X.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You got mm-hmm. Ilex Skipper with Simon Diamond versus Petey Williams with Coach Diamore, who is now a EVP in the current Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Versus Chris Saban versus Chase Stevens versus mm-hmm. Boy pre-Stone Cold uh, parody versus Puma now known as TJ Perkins. Wow. Uh <laughs> I wrote down because D. Moore kept uh getting in the commentary space and Mike today said take a hike canadian bacon.
0: <laughs> you yeah, have another racial slur I see, but hey, I'll take it. Whatever.
1: I'm like, I'm like what does that even mean?
0: <laughs> talk about the aging man. When you realize this, was, oh, this is 2006. Yep, sounds about right. You could get away with all that back then.
1: <laughs> Not no more. Nope. I like how Puma was on Team Mexico when the guy portraying him is from Missouri. Yeah,
0: facts. That is true. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. Even but Skipper, no. man.
1: But the rules that of this match, guess. fanfall, submission, elimination to the final two, where the only way to win is by escaping the cage. But Elis Skipper, I believe he works in Douglasville now. If, if the last I last I heard after he retired.
0: Yeah, man. He was my guy back then, man. He was uh he was Shelton Benjamin before Shelton Benjamin, low key to a degree. Man, when I, I, I mean, was watching
1: uh, this, I'm like, yeah, this is Shelton Benjamin. Who else? Well, really modern Jay Lethal.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could even say that like a modern day Jay Lethal, uh, to a degree.
1: Like, it's it's a lot of like a lot of these guys wrestled the same. I'm pretty sure they all trained together, but they all pretty much wrestled the same. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had that smoothness to
0: them. Oh, yeah. The thing that got me was, um, did you see when Elix made his entrance, how that man literally hopped the cage into the ring?
1: Yeah, I'm like, I'm like hops. You got hops, and be boy, honest, I hope you, you didn't regret that later. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, he's a modern Montez Ford. Ooh, okay. I see where you went there. As soon as I went with the hops, I'm like, hops, Montez Ford, because that dude got hops for days. Yeah, man. That
0: I saw that interest alone and was just like, yeah, bro, you, man, I almost forgot how good you were. Almost.
1: Because <laughs> yeah,
0: anybody that can do that. I ain't never seen not one current wrestler hop a cage into the ring like that. I'm like, dog, that's different level. <laughs> hey,
1: man. Uh, so, so this match is basically, I like I say, anytime it's an X Division match, I literally don't pay too much. Like, I don't take uh, too many notes because mm-hmm. it was literally a, a chaotic match. Uh, <laughs> Like like I said, uh Williams hit, so I'm just gonna let you know the eliminations. Like I was I will tell you to just take a look at it and just watch it for yourself. Williams mm-hmm. hit sharpboard with the Canadian destroyer, you know, the move before it became a transition move on yep. sharp board to score the first elimination. Chase Stevens literally hit a shooting star press off the cage and got nothing. This man <clears> went <throat> face first and ate shit on the floor. I'm like, and then I heard I think it was Dun West who said he broke his neck. And he's doing this already, and mm-hmm. this was my reaction. Are you stupid? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, no, seriously, bro. Seriously, like you took Daredevil to a whole another level, brother. That was just dare dumb.
1: I don't know, but <laughs> like <bro>. he literally <laughs> ate nothing. I'm like, bro, you ate nothing but canvas. So I guess they had to wrap it up because I'm pretty sure he literally knocked himself out. Uh, Skipper hit him with the air raid crash to get the next elimination, and then I guess it was at one point they was team they was teasing a team up between P. D. Williams and Skipper. I believe they had two. They were part of two factions as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was Team
0: a- Canada and then the uh, Diamond, almost a Diamond Mind, but uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, that, the original Diamond Mind, if you will, I guess so. Yeah, you know, we know where that inspiration came from.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, nah, that wasn't to be because Williams snuck up on Skipper and scored the elimination by holding the tights. The deal between the managers went up in smoke at that point. Then Sable hit the cradle shock on Puma to pick up the elimination, and then we're down to the final two. The only way to win is by escaping the cage. Williams versus Saban. The ending came when Saban tried to escape, but Dia Moore stopped him, and when Williams tried to get out. He landed on Moore's neck and Saban (laughs) dropped dropped down to pick up the win. I'm like, you idiot.
0: (laughs) Honestly, the goofiest ending you could ever have to a match when you look at that. You're like, well, wait a minute now. You just conveniently happen to be in the way and I land on your shoulders. Meanwhile, this guy, right there neck and neck with me, right on the floor. And then you're looking, trying to sell it like, no, we won. No, you didn't, fool. (laughs) What
1: crap me up is when he stopped saving. Petey Williams could have just dropped. True. He literally, he had like five seconds to drop, and he did not. I'm like, bro, you look like a dumbass.
0: <laughs> yeah, y'all didn't rehearse that one too well, I don't no, think. No, they, they didn't think that one through. I'm like. <laughs> so through the finish, like, hey, yeah, what we're going to do, we're going to just do a head-to-head thing. I'm going to knock you down, stop, and then I'm just going to land on on, on Scott Demore's uh, shoulders, and then you just drop. What? <laughs> like, okay. What?
1: No, no, no y'all, didn't, y'all didn't think this was real. No. Next up, we get a backstage interview with Abyss and Father James Mitchell. James Mitchell is one hell of a promo. The sass, the execution. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, if you are studying to be a manager of mouthpiece and professional wrestling, take notes if you if this is what you want to do. Like that dude, I didn't even write down everything because I'm just he has a way to draw you in. I don't praise Seriously. a lot of managers. Or mouthpiece, but he's one of the very few that I would praise. Like I think he's still going to this day, I believe. The last time I saw him, he him, him he was doing the wedding for Hip Sabian and Penelope Ford on AEW. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's still very much uh doing his and thing, he's man. He's yeah, he's definitely bald, I'll tell you. But hey,
1: bald.
0: he's just it was he's been bald for a while, actually. It's nothing yeah, new. I know. Yeah, I
1: he's, know. he's seeing yeah. him now with hair, I'm like, bro. You bald? <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Well, it actually kind of fits his menacing look a little more when he's bald. It gives him that Doctor Evil kind of look a little bit now. But uh, no, the long hair was a different different touch. So I get it. You know, I did, he did look cooler back then for sure with the long hair. He is definitely one of my favorite mouthpieces. Um, one of the most underrated for sure. Uh, you know, he. It's definitely a guy that I I'm surprised we never saw in WWE in some type of fashion.
1: I mean, he was uh, I guess if you count WWE CW for like a hot spell.
0: True. Man. He was I on guess. I think
1: he was I think he was at the 2005 version. Oh yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes more sense. So that was like the reunion version. I'm not talking about the reboot version. Yeah, like
0: I don't know man, he would have been a good mouthpiece for somebody. Like all those think about those gimmicked evil characters they came up with. Like it could have oh, been a know. good
1: mouthpiece for Kevin Thorne. That's what I was thinking. Mordecai. You know? Mordecai. <laughs> like. And the I more I think the more I think back on that Mordecai gimmick, they could have did something with that. But you know, Mordecai got into a bar fight, so mm-hmm. that went up in smoke. Oh well. And was, the story is the title and Christian Cage is a combustible powder keg ready to explode. And Mitchell is trying to get into it. Basically, it's like, a, are you going to lose your, your mind and all that stuff? Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, we get the X Division title match. Samoa Joe, the undefeated Samoa Joe versus Sabu. Like I said, at this point, Joe has gone undefeated since June of the previous year. Ten months to be exact. No limits. Hardcore rules, basically. But we're going to get... We're going to dispute that no limits as the match progress. Joe had beaten everyone and Larry Zabisco had to go outside of the X Division to give Joe a a particular challenge. Mm -hmm. This fight was right out of the gate. Sabu whipped out the clutch shades of his late uncle, the original Sheik. Uh, Joe went full steam ahead after getting getting out and he clocked that man with a (laughs) chair. He got clocked with a chair to the skull by Sabu. What? Oh my goodness! Not, not even five minutes into this match, Sabu already bleed. I'm like, oh, we finally got blood during this entire pay per view. We were literally mm-hmm. a few matches in, and we finally got some color.
0: Oh, Fine. you knew you knew it. A any Sabu match, you already know it wasn't gonna take long for that. That guy is never not gonna do a match where he doesn't bleed. So yeah, that was gonna happen. <laughs> you can always count on Sabu, ladies and gentlemen. You want blood? Come get it from Sabu today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sabu then eventually brought out a spike and tried to poke out Joe's eye, but but Joe, the, being quick on his feet, switching into an armbar, and mm-hmm. Slick Johnson snatched the spike out of Sabu's hand. I guess no limits has limits.
0: Yeah, he tried to he tried to pull a rest in peace a new jack. Pretty much, <laughs> he tried to pull a new jack you know which is funny because new
1: jack really kind of learned from sabu and his
0: uncle so go figure uh you know but
1: hey hey man this match this match felt kind of quick it was like a to b yeah it was
0: if you say not necessarily i guess you could say maybe took a bathroom break or something or grab something to eat you missed it <laughs> like yeah. it was relatively quick and um straight to the point I will say the best thing about this is that was my that has always and always will be my favorite version of Samoa Joe. Every version of Samoa Joe is really great because he's great. But that one that was undefeated Mm
2: -hmm. for
0: that long, Mm -hmm. that Joe was just something different, bruh. The attitude, he didn't talk, he just came out, kicked your
1: man. I told you. I, uh, I I told you on the last. Oh, I told Swallow on the last one. I said this man was so arrogant at this point. He was make. He was cutting sexy promos like this man was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Steiner. He was, he was doing the light skin face. He was like Scott Steiner. I don't take you that serious. I'm like, this man don't get get ass no care in the world. None,
0: bro. That man. Samoa Joe was savage, and I missed that Samoa Joe so much. Like it's like I, said, I still love
1: him. R O H. To this version of joe was peak joe oh yeah for sure everything afterward it's like after he lost his undefeated streak and then when he did the whole nation of what well, he did when he lost his tna world title because he was mm-hmm. he went on a nice little undefeated streak with that title too until he lost it
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like tna didn't know what to do with this man
0: at all no facts yeah it was it was the oscar effect same thing with oscar and wwe you know like that undefeated oscar was different bro and since then it's just been like she's just kind of there and they don't know how to use her properly or do what they do with her so like it's just certain wrestlers man like you said they peak at a certain point um joe is always going to be great still like like i said i mean even now when we see him in aew or you know um anywhere he goes he's well, still he's out filming
1: now because he's doing the whole uh he's doing a movie or a tv show for peacock so, mm, okay. So, so uh he, he's, 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 he know, he, he knows his time in the ring is, is winding down. So he's tipping his head into the acting scene, which is a smart, smart thing. Smart. Oh, smart yeah. man. Smart man. Smart man. Very smart. <laughs> yeah. Muscle busted to pick up the win. Like, like we said, Joe remains undefeated. He keeps his streak and the X Division title. And this was prior to his match at Slammer versus, which I tell people to go, I, I'm still telling y'all, go check it out. Slammer versus 2006. Mm. Joe versus Scott Steiner. That was, Joe, Joe, Joe was not taking Scott Steiner. He was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna beat you, and I'm just gonna choke you out." And Scott Steiner was like, "You have breed, bitch." <laughs> that's all he would just say. He was like, "He just hates, he just hates Samoa Joe." He's like, "He hates because he's a half breed and he because he's fat."
0: Facts, like even when he still talks about him, still says that like, he's
1: fat. Dude. I'm like, dog, what, what is your obsession? <laughs> what, what you got you against fat
0: people, dog? What your problem is, Scott? Huh? You got a problem against us big belly fools, man? What's going on, my guy? Hey, we got love too. (laughs) And fabulous, dad. Dang it! Shoot, talk about my precious weight again. God dang it! That's why your arms is flabby. You ain't got them no more. (laughs) That's what you get. God dang it! That's what you get. <laughs>
2: shit <is> oh. flabby. <laughs> he
0: ain't got it no more he ain't got the largest arms in the world no more they large I ain't large and flabby god dang it so take that that's what you get for talking about us fat god dang it. <laughs> oh man Hey, I'm just cutting the promo on one of the greats, man. You a good one, bro. Hey, Scott, you all right in my book, man. You legendary, bro. I'm just saying. My God, I'm just saying. Cut the promo on a legend. Got to love it. Right here on Gresham East, baby. You only here. <laughs> oh, shoot.
2: Next
1: up, oh. we get more propaganda. Uh, backstage interview with Team Canada. Eric Young was his his like twitchy self. Like, oh, He was, he was scared of everything. <sighs> Kinda want to say that was I really
0: no I didn't like that Eric Young I'm not gonna lie that version I never liked for some reason he was the cool. comic relief he was weird
1: yeah I mean, he, was he was like always a comic relief but it felt like this was the worst
0: <laughs> yeah that one was always weird but like when I say comic relief not quite because the, the current one is, is, in today's impact he's a lot more serious these days than he's ever been oh yeah and but and I like that version of of what he is today but. Back then, when he really hit that comedic point in his peak, it was kind of like, "Okay, that is an underdog Eric Young we can take." That one was kind of just like, "Bro, what is this about?"
1: <laughs> are you on drugs? Yeah, I don't you, get. It. Are you high, are you high right now? Uh, basically, um, pro. This promo was basically pro America, anti America. You know, the typical. This was the peak of pro USA anti international whatever mm-hmm. uh next and that leads into the next match was an anthem match team Canada versus team 3D capture the flag and play the national anthem or something like that uh <laughs> Dudleyville mm-hmm. relocated to New York City Devon had the tits out for this match the reverse kurt angle effect where he walks he makes his entrance with his shirt straps down and then he raises them up
0: oh yeah yeah i saw that what was with uh, the face paint too i don't that know well i'm like
1: was that camp was that camo like camouflage face paint
0: and I'm i don't sure, know but
1: pretty sure they they probably suggested it to Diva. He was like my bro look at my look at me look at said, me yeah
0: because yeah. because i was this is what i was thinking as i saw this i'm like because I, I, I was like
1: you thought it was blackface
0: no but it could be portrayed as that today if you look back at it
1: because look at why this, the look black at man
0: this ain't the black man got nothing on his face meanwhile the two white brothers got if so I didn't,
1: it, bro if i didn't see the like the black black and then the brown and then like the beige i would have mm-hmm. thought it was blackface.
0: oh yeah me too for sure mm-hmm. like i did kind of peep like okay they put some color in there but it was like it still just looked weird from a the distance two white guys yeah like the two white guys with stuff on their face meanwhile Brother Devon over here is like, yeah, bump that. I'm black already. They ain't gonna see me like that.
1: Um, <laughs> if I put if I put black face paint on, they are gonna think I'm I'm tanning. Like you know, <laughs> it, it ain't gonna work for me. It do, that doesn't <laughs> work for me, brother.
0: That don't work, dog. Sorry. Oh boy.
1: I literally I think during this match you texted me about the MVP diss track. Oh and, yeah. And, and I just ignored this entire match. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh I'm like, uh, okay. So I wrote down the ending because I was like, okay, I need to say something about this match. Uh, team three got it, got the, the flag, but the referee was down, so the heels attacked and put the flag back and went on the attack again. D'Amour brained the gatekeeper with a chair in order to open <laughs> the door to put and put a table in the ring. Eric Young went for an elbow through the table on brother Runt, but he got out of the way. Runt <clears> hit the acid drop because I believe they renamed it from the, the Dudley dog to the acid drop. Uh and then team three D hit the three D and now the faces officially grabbed the flags and now they are gonna sing the US national anthem and I think I wrote, Oh god, shoot me
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know I know they're saying wrestling this is a cheap way to just get, you know, baby faces, you know, you know, up there and all that, get them reaction, but this, again, was the second some WWE BS type stuff uh, incorporated in my TNA because it was like, bro, this is just the un-Americans <laughs> and yeah. around this time. You know, the un-Americans yeah. who the Dudleys feuded with and then similar things. prior. With. Exactly. Years, two to three years prior, like, bro. Yeah, what and I'm like, it's, it's the same thing. Like, I did like Team Canada. I did, to a degree, because of Bobby Roode, mostly. You
1: know what I'm saying? Uh, well, that's but the one I, was... I remember.
0: Outside, exactly. of
1: Petey, outside of him and PD Williams. Petey Williams. Petey Williams. I remember. Yeah, well,
0: you know, I, I obviously remember Derek Young, but like I said, I didn't take him serious until he kind of branched off on his own. And really yeah, got it's, people. it's like,
1: unless I was playing the impact game or looked at the, the, this, I would have not remembered him in Team Canada because I'm like, oh, yeah. I erased it from my brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I did like Team Canada. I liked the concept. Uh I mean, they were a good stable, but it was just one of those things where anytime they went against somebody, especially in this Dudley Boys aspect or Team 3D, it it just it was the Un-Americans. It was just like, okay, where's Test? Mm-hmm. Where's Lance Storm? Where's Christian? Oh, where's okay, exactly. Like, yo, this is pretty much the same gimmick.
1: And, where's Christian? Yeah. Oh, he's in the main event.
0: Yeah. yeah it's like same gimmick and I'm just like yeah nah I'll pass
1: <laughs> you know pass uh yep. they then the crowd for some reason was still singing the national anthem while Mike Tanna and Don West were running down the show now it's like I just wrote please stop please shut the <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: that, that's another thing that wouldn't age well to this day, at least oh my to God. some people. I bust out lavender when they said, let's marinate in the USA chants, and the crowd was done. It was just quiet. So it was like a big old like five-second pause where nothing. <clears> I'm <throat> like, y'all didn't time that right. <laughs> at all, bro. At all. And then Christy Hemme debuted, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I think this was fresh off her release from WWE, and Don West said he got the, the April edition of Playboy, and I know that's her for sure. I'm like, okay, Don, you're horny. We get it. Horny. Um, I mean, she was looking sexist. good. I ain't gonna, Cap. She was looking good here. But anyway. Oh yeah,
0: that was prime Christy Hemme, so yeah. for sure, absolutely. It's now so she scary. has like,
1: like six kids or twelve kids because she had like, I think she had like four at once. I'm like, yo uterus True. is huge. Like, good <laughs> Lord. I ain't know nobody can hold four babies at once. That's how goof. that's how dumb I was. I'm like, good Lord. Hey, <laughs> when, man. I, when, I, when I saw her post a picture when she had them a few years back, I'm like, damn. <laughs> how that happen?
0: <laughs> Listen, more power to her. Uh, hey, props to the guy that was able to give her that many. I think
1: that was hey. her husband, so I'm like, hey. Piles to you, but yeah this is pete Christy hemming because she was fresh off her wwe run remember she did the whole wrestlemania match with uh trish stratus because mm-hmm. lita got injured so yeah wow. yeah uh yeah. so basically they used th- her i guess her sex appeal to bring out a piece of paper because you know you got to get the hot chicks in for this for people to get the sex appeal. Uh, TNA management will be undergoing a makeup change. Basically, the road to Jim Cordette's arrival has officially begun because he was going to be the f- new public figure head of TNA going forward. Uh, Larry Zabisco was not happy about being put on probation and Raven was being reinstated. I'm like, oh, you were fired? Okay. That's what I get for not watching the weekly shows. Um... <laughs> Then yeah. we get a backstage interview with NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Christian Cage, but he said nothing. So I guess he's selling that intensity. Uh, mm-hmm. This so the the next match was basically the co-main event of the evening, which was NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Christian Cage versus the Monster Abyss with Father James Mitchell. They basically took notes from the DDP and Undertaker angle in two thousand and one mm-hmm. when they stalked his mm-hmm. wife, Christian Cage's mm-hmm. wife. Uh, Christian Cage got his ass kicked in his own house and a bitch tried to <laughs> ground the man. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, if you don't show up with a gun and shoot this man for disrespecting your house,
0: yeah, because you could have took a page out of Brian Pillman's book with that, pulled a out bit, the block.
1: or you know,
0: I mean, he just straight up Triple H Randy Orton. You a little bit, only thing was missiles was throwing you through a window
1: and a, and a sledgehammer. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know. What did you think about this match? I didn't really take too many notes because I was like, it felt like a. It was basically Christian got his ass kicked in his like. Christian tackled Abyss on the stage, and Christian got a little slippery on the way down. But the brawl went all over the place before they got into yeah. the ring. It was. It felt like just a typical big man versus overzealous yeah. babyface.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, you know, as much as I liked Abyss, uh mostly his theme song back then, uh before he was always
1: pre American made version. Right, right, you know. He he was pretty much their version of Kane mixed with Nick oh,
0: Foley, you know, like pretty much. So it was one of those things where like it's it's expected, you know. Abyss could only do so much as a big
1: man, you know. Uh, did you see how he ran?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, into the corners.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Why you run like that? Like, you run, run like a he, Sonic. Like, he run like he, he was a Sonic character. Like, he was trying to get the. Man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, it was one of the things. I'm just like, if that doesn't tell you how good Christian is, and pretty much Jeff Hardy and anybody that's ever worked with this over the years. I don't know what does, because, yeah, like this was kind of more of a, a gimmick guy.
1: Yeah, I was I if was kinda laughing. Win. I was kinda laughing a lot. I'm like, I don't think this is supposed to be funny, but yeah, I, 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 I cracked I cracked I cracked the chuckle when yeah. this man tried to run. And I'm like, and that and when he when he ran like that, I think he, it just took me out completely because I'm like, I can't take this man serious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Joseph Park, you Gosh darn son of a gun, you just... You mean Chris <clears throat> Abyss? Yeah.
1: Chris. That guy. Abyss. Uh, Abyss was in full control for, uh, like I say, it was just literally that type of match. Uh, mm. We got a referee bump. You know, can't be a world title in TNA without a ref bump. Uh, nice. And Mitchell Mitchell picked up the title belt. Christian scaled the cage and hit a beautiful frog splash from the top. Now, that got to pop out of me. I'm like... Now that's nice. And I like mm-hmm. the camera angle they got on it too. But mm-hmm. unfortunately it was a two. And uh, Then the thumbtacks were revealed so you know how that is. And then mm-hmm. Cage um, hit abyss with Mitchell's cane at some point. Uh, cage went back to the top and abyss threw the referee into the cage to make Christian lose his balance. This referee going through hell at this point. Pay <laughs> <laughs> more dang it. Before he going straight. Again like the WWF like come on now. Yeah, you know what cage I'm saying? Hit the sun, cage hit the sunset flip from the cage, and well, pun intended, from the actual steel cage and sends Abyss through the tag. So it was like, you introduced the tax and still, and got hit with him. you big idiot. Uh, <laughs> Slick, Slick Johnson pushed referee Rudy Charles out the way to become the official second referee for this match, and I'm like, that's something. Uh, cage had the belt and was going to strike Abyss, but Abyss caught him into the black hole slam. I give Abyss that his black hole slam is actually pretty precise I, I give him that yeah
0: that was always um one of my favorite finishers from back then too that black hole slam hit different
1: <laughs> and, it, and it, that's also credit to whoever sells it too because it, when it, it's like when he hits it on lighter guys they literally go swinging oh yeah, yeah to the point where i be thinking he about to lose his grip that's how much body weight they be doing i'm like they literally make it look like a black hole agreed Just yeah swinging.
0: Yeah, between that and um my favorite two TNA finishers of all time for sure uh was always Black Hole Slam from Abyss and Monty
1: Brown's
0: pounce and the fact that just people just
1: pounce, pounce You know what I'm saying? Like and every time I see Keith Lee, who else does a pounce that I know of?
0: Um, I know Sienna used to do it. She doesn't. I don't think she does it anymore, but she used to do it. Um, I know.
1: I know. Keith Lee does the pounce, and he does it beautifully. Uh, and especially when he likes to eat people. Uh, who else? I feel like some. I feel like I've seen somebody else recently do a pounce.
0: There's a couple of people. Um, I think it was
1: some people in WWE too. It's it's somebody that does mm-hmm. pounce, and it could be Warlow too, because I think he did it to MJF at one point or Sean Spears. So he did it to somebody. Uh, I think Will Hobbs does it. Will Hobbs? That's who it is. I'm like, it's somebody. It was a big man. Yeah, big man. I love it when they when the brothers play pay tribute to Monty Brown.
0: agreed how, man.
1: How, how much money do we need to get Monty Brown back in the wrestling?
0: I'm telling you, man, because I really miss that guy. He had the whole package, man. He had the he had the look, the charisma, everything,
1: bro. Like he it's, was it's ironic. I was introduced to him as Marcus Corbin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as see, someone. I. I knew about him before then, so it was like when he
1: got to WWE, I was like, Oh my guys
0: in WWE, what and
1: then I, and then I went in reverse, and I'm like, Well, why wasn't this in ECW? But of course, L O L WWE don't know how to book black people. Uh, it is what it is. Um, the okay, we went to, like I said, I got some little little notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh Bis was uh going for the chokeslam. Into the second bag attacks because Mitchell just had to have more tax. but Christian mm-hmm. reversed it into an unprettier into the tax for the pin and to retain the title. Like I said, the beginning the beginning of the match was solid. I just mm-hmm. checked out when Abyss started running like a goofball. I just I was like, <laughs> okay, I can't I can't take this fool serious at all. Yeah. Uh, Christian now wants Mitchell, but Abyss came back and took care of him before getting the chain and cracking Christian in the dome then abyss then wrapped the chain around christian's neck to hang him off the rope christian retained and the abyss got his heat back you know you know they had to continue the story i guess it's going to be so james mitchell placed the title across the abyss's shoulders and now they walk out with the belt to, to, to continue the feud
0: yeah basically tried to kill that man really, <laughs> yeah, yeah so. you know how, you know
1: how that is. <clears throat> Uh, next up we get a a final backstage interview of the evening is with Team Sting it was a typical babyface promo hype type style from everyone with Sting coming out and saying it's showtime folks (laughs) Uh, so we get Lethal Lockdown as your main event of the evening Sting's Warriors versus Jeff Jarrett's Army Sting's Warriors consists of Sting, Rhino, AJ Styles and Run The Truth Killings who by the way has been having the What's Up theme for the better part of almost 20 years
0: yeah um to anybody that didn't know that yes that was his tna theme first that he made obviously being an artist and it carried over i was at that time i remember when he brought that to wwe that's where i was shocked until it hit me like oh t- duh it's he him. can do that like it's him you know what i'm saying like That was when I was still learning about leasing rights and all that because I was a young buck. So it was like, oh, you know, like, wait, how can he bring that? And then I'm like, oh. The the one thing that gets me, though, is I just never could understand why Jeff Hardy never brought Modest to WWE then because that was his song. That might be a WWE thing. I guess so because I was always trying to figure that out. I was like, he literally made that song. Why couldn't he ever come out to it?
1: But, but not knowing TNA, when he came, he was like, everything music he had was him. Modest, yeah. Another Me, mm-hmm. Resurrected, mm-hmm. One More Shot. It's like, so yeah. many. And then, whatever he did during the TNA, GFW, whatever the transition, like, his later years, like, everything was him. Yeah.
0: And see, that was before No More Words, because, like I said, you know, that didn't come until he came back. So it was like... And,
1: that, and it wasn't even when he came back. It was like 2008. Yeah, yeah. I remember right. when he came back. It was doing the it was the loaded version. It Was yeah. And then was. he finally switched to no more words. I guess when they was trying to give him this big solo push before he you know drugs and stuff. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. Our troops. I'm like bro. This dude, the first ever NWA black NWA world heavyweight champion. You know, versus Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, Chris Harris, and James Storm. America's most wanted. And I we come to the ring by Gail Kim and Jackie. More I definitely,
0: yeah, more sex appeal. That, that was what made me love Gail Kim so much. America's Most Wanted really made me love Gail Kim back. Then. I don't know what is it was. I'm like, bro,
1: that's 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 a. Girl. I was like, that is a gorgeous
0: woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that woman, that woman could get it back then from those days because that was AWA. I was like, yo. They were my favorite tag team just because they had her. I was like, shoot. She came out there with a whole routine for them, boy. I like, she, a... Man. Thank like, you, yeah, boy. Okay.
1: Jared's team has the advantage of this one. One member of each team will compete for five minutes, and every member will enter at two minutes intervals. Once all members are in, the Lethal Lockdown cage can begin. This is basically their version of War Games from WCW. That obviously, NXT adopted, or you could say for the modern fans, blood and guts from AEW. True, true. But it was in one cage; it wasn't two cages. It was literally it was the same rules.
0: Yeah, basically. and another one of those that are just ahead of its time in its own way. I mean, outside of the war games part, because that does go to like the classic WCW days. But yeah, that was definitely ahead of its time because you likely won't ever see something like that again in terms of weapons
1: yeah hanging
0: like that yeah they
1: that's just cool. bring like they just bring it in now like they don't even they don't even hang no more they just they just like just go under the ring get, get yeah. your weapons on in the ring before you enter the cage that's all you gotta do pretty much yeah because mm-hmm. if you escape if you try to escape the cage once the cage is locked then you forfeit so they say get your weapons before you walk in if you want to attack people you know how i I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if nxt retires war games because the reason why the orig- the first few worked was because they had indie wrestlers that knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. but since they don't phased out the indie wrestlers from 2.0, it's like heavily. I don't think they can, they don't, they got too many people who, who are not trained. You see, what yeah. I'm saying? somebody's
0: gonna get bad injured if they uh try to keep doing that with this green talent, pun yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I watch NSC 2.0, but it's like it's just a, it's just something to watch at this point to the point where i just get out of that habit cuz it's it's not a bad show but it's not it's, it's slowly not get being for me anymore um yeah um so to start off the match aj styles and chris harris started for their respective teams the crowd was chanting pussycat for <laughs> chris harris
0: that guy could never catch a break back then man poor chris harris oh my lord Oh my gosh. I remember when he turned on James Storm and they like broke up AWA. That guy A-W- just couldn't AMW. Sorry, botch moment. Uh, I just yo, I I remember he had it. He really they tried to take him seriously as a heel, and that just fizzled. And I'm just like, it was kind of equivalent to like Big came Cass and Walker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it was like it was like Big Cass when they broke up him and Enzo. It was just like, Dude. okay. Why? That,
1: that, that falls more <laughs> on WWE because they don't know how to book big men. Like, they, everybody, every big man is booked the same. Great Khali, mm-hmm. Omos, Big Cass, everybody's booked the same. You got to be big and you got to be slow. That's the reason why they didn't know how to book Keith Lee. They want him to be a big, methodical wrestler. I'm like, bro, he's not that. <laughs> Just let Seriously. him throw people. Just let him eat people. That's literally it. That's it. That's all y'all do. If look glorious know. in the process. <laughs> if, we, if, if we run a show and we book Keith Lee with FPW, all we got to do is like, like, bro, how many people you want to eat? You want to eat two people or three people? I want to eat them all. All right, go ahead, big man. You got. Mm-hmm. It. We're asking in
0: the glory. It. That's it.
1: Like, uh. Gail Kim was hyping up Chris Harris at one point and AJ shouted, shut up, hooker. I'm like, hmm.
0: Another thing from that time frame that would never age well.
1: Not today. Nope, not today. <laughs> like, hmm, okay, and then the crowd chanted, you got served. And I'm like, that chant is very 2006. Because wasn't didn't you got served just get, came, come out that year?
0: It didn't just come out, but it had been out around that time. It was like two, that was more like 2004 when that was was out. So that's two years removed. So it it was, it was a time. You got, sir. You got, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Good luck trying to chant that into 2022.
1: They're going to look at you like, who, how old are you? (laughs) You telling your age if you say that now? Come on now. (laughs) Facts. We got a solid oh, back and forth between the two until Cowboy James Storm was out next to even the odds for Team Jarrett. AJ dropped, kicked the door, but he didn't hit Storm. He hit Gale. and she was taking bumps. <laughs> she was taking bumps at this point. I'm like, mm. this woman right here. How WWE don't know how to book her, but you know how that is. Yeah. Uh, she's not a blonde or a plastic, so you know they didn't they know how to book her. Rhino ran in to even odds for Team Sting. Jarrett. Is out next for his team, and Rhino and AJ won't even let that man get in the cage. And went two on one on Jeff Jarrett. Then the truth came out to even the field up to make it three for three for the Stings Warriors. And then we got a Tower of Doom spot with AJ getting the brunt of the impact. I feel like this was one of the first few times that we saw a Tower of Doom. Now everybody, it seemed like now everybody does it in multi man mm-hmm. matches. Facts, but this is yeah, one that's... of the very first time that we saw it.
0: AJ man, kind of his time. Gotta love it. Still doing it.
1: Crazy. <laughs> the final member of Team Jarrett was Big Pop Pump Scott Steiner, and this was his official in ring debut for TNA. Uh, after J- Team Jarrett destroyed most of the opposition, you know how they do with the heels building up heat for the for the final babyface to enter the fray, which was the Icon Sting, and he took everyone out before the Roof Lord stacked all of Team Jarrett up in the corner to hit Stinger Splash. I'm like, what is this shit?
0: <laughs> as as I was like, what is this? What is
1: this? What is this? <laughs> this is this is 1980s gimmicky. Like, come on now. Y'all could just move. Literally, mm-hmm. it's it's one man against four of you, and you, you can't get out. We well, finally right, got man. the we, we finally got the roof lore. You know how they was doing the pyro in, in the roof and all that stuff when they lowered. I'm like, bro, does that does the sparkles hurt?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how oh, they definitely life. do. You know they I'm do because like, like why why would y'all? Do it while I'm on the mat. Come on, man. I, yeah, I was gonna say,
0: remember, everybody in Goldberg and Goldberg took that on a weekly basis. So I don't know how he admitted that hurt. So you know,
1: yeah, I know. Like, I did see some when they when they started talking, someone rolled out to the corner. They say, Bump this cell, ain't gonna get burnt. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just rolled out the way he's like, Nope. Mm-mm. I don't know. And I think after this or the year after, I think they stopped doing the power party, it just started flashing the lights. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say, smart man. That was a Josh real, a real Josh Gresh move that that wrestler did.
1: Nope, I nope.
0: do it. Like, <laughs> that wasn't truth. You sure it wasn't truth. Was that it true? It probably
1: was true because he probably like I'm black as hell already. Like you know,
0: <laughs> that was probably true. Yeah, like, you're not you're true. not about
1: to burn me. Like no, nah, we not we not doing this. We are not doing this today. Mm-hmm. No, nah. nope, nope, nope. nope. So the babyface lit up the heels with weapons. I saw kendo sticks, trash can lids, baseball bats, and of course, Jared's guitars and all that good stuff. AJ Styles and James Storm said, yeah, let's go ahead and do some stupid stuff. Uh, They climbed on top of the roof with a table and a ladder. I'm like, yep, somebody's going to take a bump. Uh, Gail, Gail Kim then started climbing until Styles stood on her fingers. And then Jackie, for some reason, pants Gail Kim. And I'm like... Why?
0: <laughs> 2006 sex appeal reels its head again.
1: Me. I mean, I wasn't complaining too much, but at the same time, I'm like, why? Why? It's mm-hmm. like I was like, ooh, for like a split second, and I was like, okay. That lasted on for about three seconds. Because <laughs> it, it it went from so, ooh to like feeling embarrassed. I'm like, so-
0: so it was so it was an ejaculating moment, is what you're saying. It was like it was out. It was, it's like out. Like,
1: it was like ooh. It's like you know how you get up and be like, ooh, and then you are be like, ooh, why? <laughs> why, why, why? Come on, dog. I'm trying to tell y'all, this version of Gail Kim, I mean, she, she she a myth now, with all due respect. But back then, boy. I told y'all Ooh. I told y'all Asians got a soft a, a soft place in my heart. I love my sisters.
0: Technically but... Canadian, but I get what you
1: get. I get what you meant by that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, either or. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Canadian, Korean, Asian, Mexican, Latina, Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Mm. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> Cause it was, yo, oh oh my, good god. All man. Yeah. <laughs> I love my uh, sisters. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love, I love the the black queens. But if you're an island girl, you can get it. Uh, but uh yeah, they was they used that to get rid of Gail Kim because we didn't see her for the rest of the of the, of the match. Sting and Jarrett had a guitar off for a moment until Sting brought out the bat and broke Jared's before he teased, hitting Jared, Jeff with the bat, you know, the whole babyface teasing to finally get the heat, and then Scott started to say, Yeah, enough of that. Hit him in the in the nut skis with the low blow <laughs> and jared finally hit him with the guitar so you know i'm like oh they finna end it nope they say we gotta get to the next spot so on the roof aj climbed the ladder and scaled the rig- the rigging on the roof i know that it was rigging because i deal with riggers on the daily basis and he hit a splash on storm through a table the crowd went in, in insane and i'm like yeah that was that was a, a kind of awesome though that that splash because he was it's something about when AJ hits the splash at this point, he was always, it, it felt different.
0: Yeah, short hair, no beard, young AJ styles, much like undefeated Samoa Joe, man. That AJ is different, man. He just, ahead of his time, innovative and doing things that, well, pretty much every wrestler is mimicking nowadays. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Literally. <laughs> As the match get back into the ring, Jarrett hit the stroke on Truth into the chair, and then Rhino hit a gore literally out of frame. Like, they didn't even catch the, the, the gore. It was literally, oh, Jarrett's down. I'm like, what just happened? Gore. Then Steiner took out Rhino and locked in the, the recliner before Sting laid him out with the scorpion death drop. And then the ending came when Harris hit Sting with a loaded fist with the, with the <laughs> knuckles. And until he locked in the Scorpion Deathlock, but then obviously Sting reversed, and Harris tapped out, giving the win to Sting's Warriors. That was a solid Lethal Lockdown. Like I say, it wasn't. It, I've seen better as the the match. I guess they as the years progressed and they in, included different people, mm-hmm. and they didn't even give the, the the crowd time to cheer. They was like, "Oh, we out of time. Got to go. See you for sacrifice." And be yeah. black. <laughs> Overall thoughts of this pay per view.
0: Um not bad. Um some of those WWE moment like moments I could have did without, obviously, to make this pay-per-view better. That takes yeah. it down because that yeah. obviously didn't age well. But the matches did. Most of the matches did age well still. Um, aside from the fact that most of those move sets are pretty much just regular movesets now.
1: That were finishers mm, right.
0: back then. It's kind of like when you look at the Attitude Era and you're like, "Dang, that was a finisher. That ain't even a finisher no more." <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's a reslock. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the evolution um, factor of it makes you say, you know, uh, it may look average or regular when you look back at it, but it was a mm-hmm. solid pay per view for what it was. Uh, still carries a fray in my heart for sure.
1: Uh, for certain aspects, like certain bits and pieces.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so
1: my overall rating for it would be a simple C plus. Like I would give it a C plus yep. because it was a lot more. It was like it was a mixture of pros and cons. Like the pros was solid. The X the X division matches. Like it was literally three X division matches, yeah. and all over delivered. You had a solid uh, lethal lockdown, but then like I said, the WWE isms and the jokes for its time. The, the borderline racism
0: mm-hmm. in that
1: arm wrestling match. I'm like. I could do without. And then the propaganda with team U, team USA versus team whatever international anti-WWE, I mean anti un American or whatever. I'm like I've seen literally they still do it to this day in some mm-hmm. in some way shape or form. So it's like I can go without mm-hmm. it. I don't and this is coming from a from an American. I'm I'm I could do, I could do without it. I
0: agree.
1: I, I can do without it. But overall TNA Lockdown 2006 was a Solid pay per view, like I said, C plus, and that concludes our TNA Lockdown 2006 retro review. Whoa, like staying safe. Oh. <laughs> with that woo. Oh, I just
0: was—I was doing a fake one. I wasn't trying to do it for real. <laughs> I could do it, but you know, I was like.
1: Before we get into AEW dynamite, uh did you catch anything WWE related this week? I, I like I said I have I've been phasing it out, but uh let me see.
0: I did watch Raw kinda.
1: Um we're going I'm, I'm gonna get your thoughts on certain things, but uh Cody Rhodes, he is injured. Yeah he, he legitimately wrestled with a torn pectoral muscle.
0: Mhm. Yeah, pretty brutal, man, in terms of um the overall look of it, you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh it was it was I was and like while it was gone, I was literally like, "Bro, why is this match happening?" Yeah. Well,
0: essentially when you look at that is when you think about it, he can't do any worse to it than he already did.
1: I, I actually um, I believe somebody actually did like put this picture on Reddit. And a the actual legit doctor reacted to it. They said, once it's torn off the bone, you can't do anything else to it. Yeah. But but yeah. get surgery. It's like at this point, it's like you can literally like just keep it like that. Obviously, yeah. you can't keep it that long because it'll get infected, but yeah, it, like it's nothing else you can do. It's like you just he, he it's like he could have been like numb hurt, I don't want to do it, but he did it legitimately. <laughs> and yeah, it was the one of few times where I felt invested i'm like bro this feels like a baby face mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm like bro please don't please don't hurt yourself please. no I'm yeah like, go ahead no somebody my entire thoughts on this entire match i'm like bro the entire pay-per-view i had low expectation i didn't even plan on watching it mm-hmm. but i watched it i'm like i see what it's about it was actually a solid show was it the yeah best? nah but it was a solid show
0: yeah it was pretty solid i really enjoyed um Despite how people felt about the feud, um, you know, uh Madcap Moss, which I hope they changed the name a That really, to match
1: threw good. me off.
0: Yeah, For, that a, was in a good way. <laughs> yeah, that was real physical. Um, hopefully with Madcap they're still evolving because I'm gonna tell you, I'm getting young John Cena vibes from him right now. Like his stock is really rising. I just hope they can get him a
1: get him a right
0: look that fits him. Uh, not the generic look they got right now, like give him or some the, bait, or the look hoochie look.
1: daddy shorts that he had. Yeah, break.
0: I'm thinking, I'm thinking like maybe if he's down with it, cut his hair a little bit. Um, give him some type of the trunks can work, just probably put a design to him that works and you know, figure out the gimmick. Like, if you want him to still tell jokes, do it in a way where it's like, I'm about to kill you, but I'm gonna tell this joke on it. Like.
1: What you think about I, no, I, think, say, I think they're fading out the, the jokes a bit. He's not really doing it. Yeah, well yeah, because he got a catchphrase already when he said at the end. He's like, this is the thing I'm funny now
0: or something like that, you know, you know, who's laughing now or something like that? Like I
1: think yeah, I, I'm pretty I won't be surprised if they fade that out for uh after this Corbin
0: feud. Yeah, be we'll see. You know, they're tweaking it, so we're gonna see how that how it evolves uh from here. But they got something with that, and shout out to Corbin. I mean, say how regardless how you feel about the guy, now, honestly, I respect I, him. The
1: more, I, the more, it's like I still am a fan of the lone wolf gimmick. Me too.
0: Me
1: but too. But it's like in-ring, he does what he needs to do. Like I can't hate. I can't fault the guy for doing what he needs to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like people knock him too much, but he really is uh, doing a great job. Um, whether it's putting someone over or just. Doing what he needs to do, so props to Corbin. But uh, the Hell in the Cell was pretty solid.
1: What do uh, you, you think about the triple threat?
0: You know what? The triple threat was cool. Um, I'm wondering based off that outcome if they're planting seeds toward a heel Bianca.
1: I, I've been begging for her for, for months. Her I'm hoping her EST gimmick, as much as I, I appreciate it, doesn't mm-hmm. really scream hundred percent babyface to me. I feel like when she said, "I'm the roughest, I'm the toughest, I'm the best,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: it it screams like I'm better than you, and you know it. H- True. H-
0: the only thing is, it does fit her better as a heel. But then with the heel, also comes heel antics of playing scared as someone who's the EST. She didn't oh, do that in NXT, but we know. Oh, hi, if she gonna see heel, does it does with it, heel. We,
1: they're they gonna have her, play
0: her playing like chicken-ish a little bit, like yeah, I'm the EST, but then when somebody ready ain't scared of you and ready to take you on, you're backing up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like those hey, are the no, type of things I'm, I'm a hey, little nervous. Ben,
1: if you, if you turn her heel, don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't you gotta make it to where she literally is everything she was is babyface just ten times edgier. You know what I'm saying? So and like she's more of an asshole. Yeah, you know, lean I into the so,
1: assholeness, not the cowardness. You already yeah. got. You already do that with Seth Rollins. You already do that with Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't need every heel to be a coward. Come on now. Yeah. He, and, and sometimes it annoys me with Roman. You 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 preach this God mode in mentality, but when when when, you, when someone steps up to oh. you, you back up and you yeah. Up, like that a That's the only. That's the only critique I have about this tribal chief
0: gimmick. I, I do agree. I hate that they've been doing that a lot more than usual because um, when he first started that man, he had no problem. Letting you know what he was gonna do and actually doing it. There was no backing down. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even when the babyface got off. I don't know honestly. if it was
1: I don't know if that was just the, the pros of the Thunderdome because they didn't have a crowd to play up to. But now yeah. that they have a crowd to play up to, they feel like this need to like try to let you know, like, hey, he's a heel, he's a coward. Whereas he's a this is a babyface. They're gonna overcome. They have this obsession with trying to get someone to be a babyface or a, a coward or a heel. like everybody don't need to be a coward oh yeah do do what you did with drew mcintyre when he was a heel when it was building him up in i think it was 2018
2: mm-hmm.
1: when he pumped out ricochet that one time yeah. he wasn't he wasn't running he was literally headbutting people he was headbutting fools mm-hmm. left and right so i'm like he wasn't running do that with your heels Thanks, i agree I'm, man what you think about the uh, Judgment Day versus Six Man Tag?
0: Match was good, but I still have a hard time getting into that stable, man. Uh,
1: what is no. do, you, do you think it's... Like, Edge, is, Edge is saying they're not supernatural, but I feel like they're trying to lean into that supernatural.
0: And that's the part that's making me so confused because I'm trying to really buy into it, but I'm like, what exactly is this? It's
1: just like, Edge saying big words
0: yeah you know what i'm saying and and i mean honestly thank god for the uh, they got me with the swerve on monday they got me too i'm
1: like yo i was like like oh okay yeah we're gonna get to it too yeah i did
0: not expect that but i'm i mean i'm kind of happy about it because edge did seem like he was bringing it down a little bit even though he was trying to elevate it
1: he was just talking i'm like bro what are you talking about? Part of the time when you're yeah. talking, it's like, I understand heels being heels like, oh, I'm better than you, but I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Give me a point yeah. A a point B. You, it sounds like you just, you start off with point A and then you go into gibberish. And then you try to go to point, you try to bring it back to point yeah. B. And I'm like, I'm confused with, like, go back to point A again because I need better context. And then when I watch it back, I'm like, I still don't get it. So, Whatever. Yeah, I
0: couldn't get it, because normally Edge is more passionate than that when he's a heel. Uh, he can do it as a babyface, too, but normally as a heel, he's a little bit more passionate and can actually make you feel what he's saying, but I couldn't get that with this this faction, and I'm still just like, even now with, with this new direction, it's like, okay, well, I still need to know where y'all are going with this, because I just need to know, am I supposed to be into this or not? Like, you know what I mean? But we're going to see. Hopefully in this new direction, it go
1: somewhere hey man i am uh, oh man I, I i'm i'm trying <laughs> yeah oh, me too bro i'm trying i'm trying I, I try i try to get it as much as possible but i'm like it's not working at all but hey as long as as long as it makes sense that's all i'm saying like mm-hmm. make it make sense and then I'm, i'll am i be gucci but um yeah and then now with the hell in the cell what was, what was your thoughts on the hell in the cell match like in like from context now that you know that Cody was working injured
0: it was uh it was a cool match but I'm not gonna lie I really thought the outcome was gonna be a lot different I really assumed
1: you weren't expecting a three, a three a three and oh?
0: I I was up until the injury part of things when that injury happened and it was like legit I really expected okay Seth's gotta go over because one he's injured you know he's not gonna be on TV so it won't hurt Cody to lose you'll forget about that months down the line. And, uh, you know, as I heard some people on Wrestling Inc. talk about, like, you missed a really good opportunity to just build that feud. Even though we saw what he did on Monday Night Raw, you still missed an opportunity where Seth could have went over. And by the time Cody got back, that would have been a nice middle-of-the-road feud to finish before WrestleMania to do whatever you are going to do with Roman.
1: I think I, I, I understand that. But then I also think it doesn't hurt Seth at all. Because he's still over. True. And that's what I'm saying. Like and, and I think I look at it like this: WWE isn't really a place where they care too much about winning and losing anyway. If they true. want you to care about somebody, they're gonna want you to care about somebody, whether they are losers or not. Remember Kurt Hawkins? True.
2: Right. Like, yeah, he was he was true.
1: literally he was literally a loser. And they just said, okay, how about we just turn this into a gimmick and, mm-hmm. just, and just go crazy with it. That, that, that's literally... That's, and, that's then literally want match. Match. <laughs> and then he won a match. And then he won a match. He revival at WrestleMania yeah. and he finally won. And then they was like, oh, we don't know what else to do with you.
0: Yeah. But I mean, uh, and I, I agree, you know, the, the, there's that aspect. Um, what I really enjoyed most was Seth and the mind games he did just like he did with Roman coming out in Shield Gear. Seth needs to keep doing that. And I, not even just that, just whoever your opponent is, keep doing
1: that. I'm surprised he do didn't come you out dressed as I'm, su- I'm surprised he didn't come out dress as gangrell when he was feuding with Edge.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, do those type of things. You know what I mean? Joker. Like embrace it. Yeah, like his next opponent, he needs to definitely do that. Like pull something from the past if it's somebody with enough gimmicks. History. Yeah, and, history, all that. And, that like.
1: and, and but that's the thing: a lot of these people don't have that death. Everybody feels like they're starting fresh. Nobody has death in the on the main roster. They don't like to tell you about the history. True. The, like the reason why I worked with Roman was because they have history. The reason why mm-hmm. I worked with Cody is because his whole gimmick is I'm I'm rebuilding my family legacy in the WWE. I'm I'm shedding the the disrespect, the gimmick, the stardust, and all that stuff. And I'm rebuilding it to be the best in the world. I mean, and, and that means being world champion. Mm-hmm. So it's like sure. it's it's like, oh, okay, cool. But and, and and so it's like I think it's just up to Seth Rollins being a dick to everybody else. And if they do mm-hmm. have history, then he can just tap into it. So, in a way, it's it's a good thing because you don't have to oversaturate that trick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like because you know how WWE likes to shove everything down your throat. Because mm-hmm. once they find something that works, they'll just keep doing it and keep doing it until it's like, oh, okay. They don't want it to be special no more. This will be special. Seth Rollins playing mind games. So I'm cool with that. But what are your thoughts on that attack that you mentioned? We're gonna move on uh,
0: something that I really wish they would have done literally at Hell in a Cell. But I mean, I, it makes sense, I guess, to carry the story into Raw. because... What else were they going to open the show with, right? So I'm not mad at it. I'm just glad they did do that because I figured they were going to have to write him off TV some kind of way with that injury. And, you know, what better way to do it than there, I guess.
1: As long as they did it. Do you think they're building up for Cody to make a triumphant return at the Royal Rumble to challenge the champion at WrestleMania?
0: Oh, uh, for sure. And I think they're going to try to do that Edge Jericho angle where like Seth is in the Rumble. He's probably got a later number or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a favorite to win it.
1: And then out comes Mr. Cody. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, you know how they're going to they gonna make it a big old, be the return of all the million pyro explosions that this man going to have. Mm-hmm. And that's before he wins the Royal Rumble. And, and they're going to have to do more pyro. They're going to they gonna blow the pyro budget with this man. <laughs> absolutely when he came back at WrestleMania, like it's not even it's, but I like, this was one of those matches where I was like in a way I kind of wish Cody didn't do it but at the same time I respect the hell out of him because he didn't have to do it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I know I gave him crap for his AEW run like the last few months of his AEW run I'm like bro just turn heel already but I'm like WWE so far has been building him right mm-hmm Like, he doesn't look like he's just going to be a joke. Like, they're legit serious about their investment. Agreed. Um,
0: We'll see how it gets when he comes back from injury, because we know there's history in that I mean,
1: I'm pretty sure they're not going to do anything, because with him injured, Roman being part-time, they don't really have that many people. That's interesting in the WWE right now. Seth Rollins, sure. Becky Lynch, sure. Bianca, sure. The Judgment Day... Now that Edge is gone, sure. Spoiler alert, he's gone. And we're going to talk about that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Edge. Rhea Ripley in them short shorts. Good Lord. Uh, Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. The Judgment Day. I like how they've been teasing at his punishment era. He's the punishment of the Judgment Day. Punishment Martinez. Yeah, that's a good uh, tribute for sure. We have our newest member finn balor this is the term we were talking about what are your thoughts on this
0: definitely weird in how things were going because my mind automatically thought i'm pretty sure you might have been similar thinking like oh finn how underwhelming that's going to be a swerve of some sorts in a a way of like a swerve i quote unquote don't see coming yeah you know like oh he's gonna join and then all of a sudden somebody else comes beats up finn and they're the real member right but right no No. they they read that and i was like oh they kicked their job wow you
1: know it was just like he started it i'm like yeah
0: yeah.
1: i like that line that that damien priest said he said you led us into the darkness so he basically created these monsters and, the yeah. monster. and I think it was either Corey Graves or, or Byron Assassin more like a Corey Graves he said the monsters have turned on Frankenstein or oh, it was like Frankenstein turned on his creator or something like that they said that slick mon- that slick line I'm like yeah you created this
0: agreed man um, interested to see where it goes from here we know that the, if it's anything like the Finn we saw in NXT as a somewhat heel uh, i guess a tweener or i mean he started out full blown heel and then kind of got tweener-ish but uh same thing like that finn then we're in for a nice ride but i still think there's another piece of the puzzle that will come because let's be honest neither one of these three are good on the mic so there's are still going to need somebody that's really good on the mic whether that's a strict managerial mouthpiece or who would
1: you see being a, a man because there's not that many people who can talk uh...
0: <sighs> Man, that's where it gets (laughs) so difficult. Um, You probably think
1: they should have kept Edge.
0: (laughs) Real talk, hey, you know what's funny? We talked about Father James Mitchell. He would have been perfect for that, Um, personally, from earlier. But uh, since that's clearly not going to happen, can't use Paul Heyman. That gimmick's all the way done right now. You know, that that would just clash. So, uh, ugh. Oof. I don't know. You gotta see who you can pull, man. I mean, it's somebody.
1: And we gotta see what how they sound in the because Damian Priest isn't bad. He's not, but he's been he's
0: nervous. But he can't man. he that cannot he cannot
1: he cannot be long-winded. He has to be yeah, straight he, to he, the point. Rhea he, Ripley.
0: Her accent's getting in the way. You can understand and her. Understand
1: and yeah, like
0: him. we know when you have an he's, accent, it doesn't translate.
1: Because Finn, Finn in NXT when he turned heel. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the business, the business watches me. I'm like, hmm. That's believable. But then when he extended extended, I'm like, what are you saying, sir? And that's not yeah. disrespect to your accent. That's not disrespect to you in your English. It's literally your accent is just thick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same with facts. same with Beck, same with Becky. Your accent yeah. is thick.
0: Thick. You yeah, can be I mean, good just... at a
1: promo, but you, your accent is just be like, okay. Yeah. Cool. But hey, we yeah. might be surprised. One of them might just step up and be like, "Yo, okay, this might work." Or WWE it might just—it might because just, let's be because let, I'm be honest with you, Undertaker wasn't really a promo guy. No, not if really. we're leaning into the supernatural thing. So, and they're they're not and they're wait not-
0: now. Now that I think about it, if there is a real leader. That they announced there is a guy that's been away for a while. A long while. And we know he ain't gonna be in AEW anytime soon.
1: You talking about you talking about Wyndham. Hey man. Perfect talker, if you ask me. You think you think you do you think Wyndham will return to WWE if they give him the right creative? (sighs)
0: If he he would have the ball in his court for sure, and if he can make it to where it's like, okay, I'm in control of my promos, I'm in control of all these things, while also just you know,
1: you just give me an outline to, to as far as I can go, but then let me go from here. Yeah, like
0: whatever it is, however like, you know, can how negotiate it. stuff.
1: Like just let me like, like hey, I understand y'all got a corporation, but let me go from here.
0: Yeah, man, because he makes the perfect kind of leader. For something like that it's different from anything the wyatt family ever was and
1: you don't have to limit him to the to the fiend anymore
0: you really don't like he's got the perfect balance he can come up with some type of new gimmick that doesn't resemble either one of those two and fits what this is to make us say oh that's judgment day
1: Right. So basically, you're saying is because let's be real, a lot of people in WWE right now can't cut promos to save their life. And we're not trying to get Alexa Bliss back into the dark side because I don't even know what they. I don't even think they know what she, they want to do with her. No, they
0: don't. They've remixed her theme, and she still has that darn doll. I don't know. No, what
1: they she didn't was. remix it. She got a whole new theme. Yeah, yes. it's remixed, because it starts it, oh, out like her original. Oh no, no I can tell you, you don't watch the show. Uh, no. It's, yeah it's, that's no. that's the start of her original theme no. bro I'm telling you they gave her a whole new theme literally two yeah. weeks ago, two weeks ago you you're thinking about The theme I heard I not, still heard
0: that done it done it it and then it just I'm trying new. something I'm new trying
1: to tell you something right now it is they they ditched that whole remix I'm trying that's what I'm trying to tell you that's gone that's done. I still a, heard it, bro. No. It man, no. it ain't that gone. I still no, heard it. It's gone. I'm Bro, <laughs> no. bro I, I, I'm hey, not, I am not really back up. You can pull it up, bro. You can pull up the last episode. It's literally it starts off Ding! stand up, shout it out." It's literally yeah. a whole new it's literally Nikki Cross's old theme song. When, <laughs> went, when we when it, you remember that theme song she had that didn't fit her at all? Well, she was it was just like a country singer. That's Alexa Bliss' new theme song right now. I'm trying to tell you, it started off with the original and then they remixed into the evil version. They completely ditched that. It's gone. It's done.
0: True. And no, I heard no, the no, standout no. with the lyrics, but I also still heard that Dana in there yeah. right they before they played. I'm trying to
1: tell you, they retweaked it again, is what I'm trying to tell you. On Not Monday, from this past Monday. This, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I sat there and watched that, bro. I
1: heard that. I it's was still like, trash. I don't care how it is. It's it's still <laughs> <trash>. <laughs>
0: it is no it is it doesn't fit i'm just like yo either give her the goddess thing i don't know i mean they're just she uh
1: they don't know what she, they don't know what she's she doing they don't know what they want with her it's literally she's just literally there they have her yeah, You at all
0: you can see the frustration uh from when she said admit openly that yeah, she's frustrated and creative a lot of those guys and girls that are frustrated you can see it now like it's like yeah i can see why you're frustrated <laughs> like it's crazy man it is crazy but, uh, My
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know they you know they had to do the whole championship contenders match i don't understand that that stuff to this day tell you man it's it, that's um, one. it's like just put the titles on the line when i saw that i was like bro just put the titles on the line it's literally not that hard uh, then man. they're obviously teasing bobby lashley versus the world champion speaking of roman reigns bro what's up What, what what's your thoughts on this He's basically off the show for for two more pay-per-views. He's not he's not going to be at Money in the Bank. He's not going to be yeah, he's 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 not going to be anywhere near TV for a good minute. Mm. yeah. Well, hey man. They unified all the titles, but it's like they have no direction.
0: Hey man that's their fault the way I see it because the Usos are kind of just even getting a little stale now even with having both titles without Roman it doesn't fit as much they're trying to carry it but it's kind of like uh, and it kind yeah. of proves
1: that it's like even if you unify the titles they they literally have no division on either show Matt Riddle or Riddle and Nakamura Riddle and Randy lost the titles and then now they have him teaming up with Nakamura it's like it feels like they're teasing Roman versus Riddle, Roman versus Bobby, Roman versus Cody, whenever he's cleared. And it's like, but you need Roman. And he's gonna be gone. He's no longer advertised for money in the bank. And I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna be, I'm pretty sure his next match won't be until that, that uh Newcastle show, which is in September. So that leaves SummerSlam. Do, they, do he put the title on the line, or do they just have no championship defended at your biggest show in the summer?
0: Probably no title defended. <laughs> this is sad, but Captain Cena's back, so.
1: Yeah, John Cena will be kidding. back on June 27th, so, you know, they got to tip, tip into the nostalgia. And that's one of the nostalgia I ain't really mad at, because John Cena is kind of cool, so. I can't really hate it. We'll see how it plays out. All right, let's talk about AEW Dynamite, the fallout from CM Punk being injured. What are your thoughts on that? Stupid. (laughs) You you know exactly how he got injured, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I didn't see it, heard about it, realized, well, yeah, that was smart. Probably won't be doing that one again.
1: He did a legit dive. With a from the stage and then you did all you did all you for a stage dive for what though? It was cool when you came back when you was on level ground. You literally died from a stage to a to the to the railing that was like this. This is the stage right here, and then you got the ramp that was right here at a whole different level. It was literally like, come on, dog.
0: Yeah, bro. I don't know. Can't tell you <laughs> that. That just homie should have just uh, thought a little extra about that. You're not young punk anymore, my guy. Like the no, body don't it, work the same. Not
1: even it doesn't even. That's not even age. It's like literally, bro. The distance, common sense.
0: Uh eh, age plays to some part to it because Montez Ford can do that with no problem, I'm sure. But in Punk's case,
1: no, me and Montez. Yeah, Montez Montez Ford probably would do it with no sure, but I'm pretty sure he won't do it because he's not dumb. (laughs) Hey, man, you know, I don't know. Either way,
0: kind of sucks for Punk, bro. Should have done that, man. As the champion, my guy.
1: Now we got a whole interim world champion being crowned. I'm not really a fan of it personally, but what can you do? What can you do? Because it's wrestling. It's not MMA. Is wrestling. You can just strip him of the title and give him a rematch when he comes back. But it is what it is. I guess they want to build to a big, fun match, as Tony Khan says, little Mark. Uh, we started off the show with a casino battle royal because the winner of tonight's battle royal faces John Moss. to determine who will go on to face the winner of the June 12th New Japan Pro Wrestling Eliminator, which is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroku goto so it's the same guy <laughs> that we talked about earlier on tna in 2006 he is still wrestling for the interim <laughs> aew world championship on june 26th at the forbidden door live on pay-per-view we had darby allen tony knees daniel garcia lance archer and eddie kingston they were the first group of entrants uh did you even catch this paddle royal i did yeah.
2: Uh, Hanging on for dear life. There oh! goes. Archer. That's well, Archer in an unattendable situation.
1: Lance Archer. This man is no longer the murder hawk monster. <laughs> <laughs> he-
0: hey. Yeah. That was a. Uh... I don't
1: know what he was trying to do, but I was like, all right. I was, and Keith was like, man, man, get your ass. <laughs> Same thing that's with that's Tony Nix. Nice. Tony Nix was trying to eliminate Keith Lee, and Keith Lee looked at him like, bro, get your... He literally swatted him away like a fly. He's like, get your ass out of here. <laughs> but speaking <laughs> of Keith Lee, his boy ain't got his back.
2: like that? And swerve in our glory. Oh, oh my. what the hell? Oh, is he look up? at this. Can't believe that's been eliminated. That is street
0: smart swerve, I can tell you right now. Living up to his name right there. He swerved it. Kyle's all alone here now. He's the one that took out Sting, if we'll recall. Oh! No. Swerve, again.
2: Swerve, swerve again. Swerve again.
1: Swerve has swerved us all. Do you think this is a heel turn for Swerve? Or, or you think this Not is just like, hey, I'm smart. I'm just smart. It's, a, it's every man for himself, trying to get the world title.
0: Not quite, yeah. I think it's just him being like, I'm smart. Fans just boo him now, but they'll, they'll be cheering him later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if he continues to get booze all of a sudden, then Swerve will start turning into
1: it. But I mean, again, as, long as, as long as he doesn't change, he just be... Oh, he, I'm still gonna cheer him. I don't give a damn. Oh, for his sure. Theme, his theme song too nice. I don't care who. What nobody says. Sure. Like, that man. That man is too. Uh, he's too cool to be taboo.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now the way Keith did kind of react, I mean, there are some seeds of like splitting off, kind of thing. But we'll should together. Out.
1: They shouldn't have been together to begin with. Now that I think about it. Maybe we could get
0: a hill swerve because if with a hill swerve means a hill swerve faction. With the hill swerve faction, we get what we had before. Only
1: done. Hit right. makers. You think maybe you get some hit makers
0: on here? It's quite possible. Maybe it's getting set up slowly. Who knows?
1: You more know people more people for on um, for Tony Khan to not know how to book. Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Oh, got that right.
1: And yeah. then as the Battle royal progressed, we got Andrade El Idolo. He's the Joker. And he lost. <laughs> it was like, okay. And the winner of the Battle Royale
2: is deadly. Tied up in the rope. Oh, Riley! How about that? Here is your winner, Kyle
1: O'Reilly.
2: And Riley will be back later tonight.
1: Kyle O'Reilly is your winner of the Battle Royal. What are your thoughts on the Battle Royal overall?
0: Uh, Too much for me in terms of it just... The themes coming like 22 seconds and then just just way too collision. Like, camera panning between them. Yeah, too much for me, bro. I was like, yeah, this is taking me out of it. (laughs) But... Random outcome, Kyle O'Reilly, for whatever reason, is getting these mini pushes. I don't get it.
1: Are they trying to do the him.
0: NXT Kyle O'Reilly again? I mean, I thought we understood the fact that we don't see him like that.
1: I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's good, solo or together. The in-ring, great. But it's like, we, we tried it in ROH. It was solid. We tried it in mm-hmm. NXT. It didn't work. Let's just... Keep him and redrag yeah, it's... But, uh, we nope. It? I don't get it. And then when you looked at the, like, everybody they had involved in this battle royale, you was like, bro, you could have made it a little less predictable that he was winning in the main event. <laughs>
0: Ag- <laughs> agreed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was where's very. Miro- it was
1: like you, at the moment, I was like, where's Miro? Where's Hangman? Where's. Malachi Warden. Black. Or <laughs> Wardlow. It's like I'm asking all these. I'm like, you literally could have made it a little. Hell, I saw a lot of people's MJF prediction going, going in flames when Andrade was the Joker. I'm like, well, that goes MJF's. Uh because a lot of people, a lot of podcasts I listen to, they was like, Well, oh, I would I would pick MJF to be like the Joker because he's still technically sound. Like, no, nah, they they're doing this whole he'll uh i mean not he'll like shoot work promo or whatever it is it's weird it's like you got warner and discovery putting the edit on AEW to remove him from promotion i'm like is this real is this a shoot what (laughs) i don't even care anymore just just do (laughs) something interesting just do something interesting
0: yeah man we'll find out as it plays
1: out i guess but uh and then we get a new Championship announcement.
0: right. The All-Atlantic Championship Tournament kicks off here tonight. And a new champion will be crowned. The inaugural champion will be crowned on Sunday, June 26th, live on pay-per-view at Forbidden Door.
1: It'll be a four-way. It'll be a four-way for the brand new AEW All-Atlantic Championship. I'm guessing this is their... Mid card or secondary title for the men, but what does that make the TNT title? Just another mid carder.
0: It's pretty much their version of an intercontinental championship, and then the TNT titles their version of the U.S.
1: championship. But I it's not guess. really just U.S. It's no, the All Atlanta is their version of the intercontinental title. That's what i said yeah. saying. <laughs> that's I what I'm about, saying. No, I'm talking about. So what was the? What does the TNT title? Like is that their TV title? Yeah, that's. Either a
0: TV title or their version of the United States championship, just not. Oh, no, no, I'm
1: don't no, talk about the all Atlantic is merged, so that's their version of the U.S. and the intercontinent because all flags yeah. are represented on that for that title. If you look at this championship right here up close, got, I mean, I'm more so you got the U.S., U.K., I'm um, guessing that's Russia, uh, you got Japan, and so it's like this is their version of the intercontinental and the u.s title i'm guessing okay they said i'm definitely players. thinking
0: intercontinental champion off the top even with the u.s flag in there that's what i'm saying it's like it's more so that's what I'm saying is,
1: that's their, this is their merge of it being intercontinental and u.s you see what i'm saying because in a way u.s is basically intercontinental and intercontinental is basically u.s it's like They're all representing something. This is representing them all. Eh, True. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, they're both mid-card titles, so that's the only reason I even just say it's their version of both per se.
1: What you think? What you think about the what you think about the uh well, obviously that led into the next match, which was the House of Blacks, Buddy Buddy Matthews with Malachi Black, Brody King and Julia Hart versus Death Triangles, the bastard Pac. Uh, what did you think about this match
0: uh, pretty solid with a predictable outcome but kind of almost unpredictable I mean I guess there was a slight chance Buddy could have won but really you knew they weren't going to put him against Malachi. so eh, it's kind of like it was kind of predictable just a bit but still entertaining for the clash of styles uh, Buddy gives me his entrance kind of almost gave me like Triple H vibes a little bit for a second his build
1: yeah, when they had that spotlight, it was like a build-up, but then the spotlight hit him, and he was just standing there, big old buff, and
0: yeah,
1: all, he, all yeah. he needed was the water.
0: Yeah, he's giving me Triple H vibes, man. He's got the same kind of shape. He's like a younger Triple H almost, sort of. Um, but, yeah,
1: but yeah. does more flips and propaganda. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what do you think about this bracket? You got Buddy Matthews representing Australia, Pac representing the United Kingdom, Ethan Page representing Canada, miro represented is that russia you got bulgaria penta, bulgaria okay. i'm sorry uh, he was representing russia at one point in wwe i got mixed up <laughs> my bad uh you got penta oscuro representing mexico and malachi black what is he representing netherlands i'm not oh never netherlands because i'm not familiar with that flag my apologies i barely pay attention to history my bad <laughs> and then we got two people from new japan do you think they're gonna throw somebody in the U.S. bracket? Because you know they got New Japan strong. Because you got a U.S. Uh, flag on there, but nobody from U.S. In I bracket. sure hope
0: so. I mean, truth be told, my whole gripe is just: I mean, if this is international, somebody tell me where Africa is.
1: Where is Jamaica? Where is all these? Italy? Uh, do we something. have any? Do we have any known wrestlers from these countries? Legit from outside of Kofi Kingston. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Like and Apollo Cruz? Well, Apollo yeah. Cruz is from, from from. Well, he's not even doing the accent anymore, so he's no longer representing his country anymore. He's literally just Apollo now.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, you know, I don't know.
1: I, I mean, yeah,
0: it's just weird because you know, it's like you know, well,
1: like you had Kofi Kingston representing Jamaica or not Ghana now, and then you got. Apollo Cruz representing Wakanda, so it's like you gotta like we need somebody to represent Wakanda. Come on now.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm just you know I mean like, call up Michael talk. B.
1: Jordan. He needs to get over Lori Harvey anyway. Call him Michael B. Jordan. We need we need we need we need some representation of Wakanda. Yeah,
0: <laughs> nah, real talk, yeah, something. I mean. It, it seems like a cool car. I mean, I don't know why Japan has to necessarily be there twice. I'm like you. I hope. I guess I don't watch New Japan, so I guess
1: because remember sure. New, New Japan Strong is literally a thing. So it is. It is. I
0: mean, I guess they're gonna have somebody U.S. representative there. One would think. Maybe it's just because they already have American champions right now. I guess I don't know. You know, like. Freaking uh <laughs> I mean you know, the I, AEW
1: I champions. It, I wouldn't mind it being a like a international only exclusive title where only not not saying a hundred percent. Like I'm pretty sure they're gonna throw a US champion in there at some point. But like mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it being a title that they defend over across overseas or something. If that makes sense.
0: I guess it's a different element
1: to it. I'd be I, I wouldn't be mad at it for sure. Then we get Trent Beretta, oh, well, obviously, we got Eddie Kingston being Eddie Kingston. They, they set up for him and Jake Hager. Oh, he, well, he called him Jack Hager, <laughs> like Jack Swagger. <laughs> he said, he said, Jack Hager. But yeah, he, they setting him up. And then we got Trent Beretta in the ring with a microphone. He was like, his national best friends. That, you know, they make a lot of national days. And I'm like, what national day is it today? Because y'all be making up these damn days. Like I'm supposed to care or something. Like. But he was like a few weeks ago, himself and Rocky Romero had a chance for the ROA title. And that's another thing. They have so many titles. What about the they have the ROA titles defended as well?
0: Too many, man. Too
1: many. Tit- do, do you think it's too many? Like, cause it's, they only have three hours of i t- I'm that's not even counting dark in dark elevation. <sighs>
0: Yeah, remember that time WWE was oversaturated and people said they had way too many titles that were like coming off meaningless. Keep that same energy with AEW, mm-hmm. all because that they got them way beat on that. You got like two, two what two, you, three promotions have, worth
1: of titles. You have if you count all of them, you have the NXT. You have four titles on NXT, which is the NXT title, North American title, tag titles, and a women's title. And the women's tag title, so that's five. Then you have the NXT UK, which is the UK title, tag titles, the Heritage Cup, and the women's title. That's four, so that's nine. And then if you count main roster, they just merged two world titles and two tag titles, so that's one title, two. One, that's two titles. And then you have the US Intercontinental. So it's about it's about close, but are but if you add ROH. They are up there. AEW is up there. <laughs> True, and I
0: mean, even though technically NXT UK is WWE territory, nobody really watches it, so they kind of forget about those
1: titles. Really, it's, it's, they gotta be like from the UK. Somebody watches but... it because they still own. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, people in the UK <laughs> like to start Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some other hardcore non UK guys that watch it per se, but. I mean, yeah, if you're counting those titles in the bunch for WWE side of things, which you have to, like I said, they're name brands. So, that makes sense. Um oh just man. It's, it's a lot of titles going around everywhere on but both sides.
1: Trent Barretta wants a rematch for the ROH titles because they um, got DQ or the match ended in the double DQ because the United Empire, do you know anything about the United Empire?
0: Not a and darn thing. I know Will Ospreay. But not the United
1: Empire. The leader
2: of the United Empire, Will Ospreay. Fans are rejoicing for the arrival of this
0: talented (sighs) Brit. That
1: fan was way too happy. Way too too happy. happy. Listen, bro, bro. I, look, I heard about Will Ospreay. I've seen Will Ospreay wrestle. Every time I've seen him wrestle, I go to sleep. (laughs) I just don't get the hype. Uh, New Japan, man. Uh, I had my phase with
0: New Japan. I don't watch it as much as I I had my phase with New
1: Japan. You know where they are now? In AEW the ones from my
0: phase are in WWE right now but or that, WWE that, that's what I'm that saying works too. Like, <laughs> like
1: they're not even there anymore it's literally I don't know
0: yeah and I don't want any of my wrestling fans out there listening thinking I don't
1: like Japanese wrestling there's a lot of Japanese talent that I love it's like the pandemic made like, it fall off
0: yeah like I just I just don't get into New Japan these days and Based off the retro review did earlier, I didn't even realize how many freaking promotions they've like merged with over the years and partnered with. I'm like, gosh, man, y'all were even partnering with TNA back in the day. Goodness,
1: man, they they's they partnering with them still now.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, man, no wonder WWE never partnered with y'all.
1: <laughs> like, they tried geez. when Brian Danielson was still there, but Brian left, so that went up in smoke. Mm. They were trying to get him back. Uh, next up, we get Hangman Adam Page versus David Finley. I've never seen David Finley wrestle personally, but I would like to see him. Yeah. I would like to see him.
0: Yeah. Hey, chip off the old block, man. Runs in the family, so you know, couldn't expect any less, man.
2: The buckshot. Yes, he can. Inside out. No show Finley. Tonight, I wasn't in the little. Battle Royal, and it doesn't look like I'm going to get a title shot anytime soon. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And I want Okada.
1: (laughs) He wants Okada. Hangman Adam Page wants Okada. What are your thoughts on that? Instead of going after the AEW World's Heavyweight Championship, he wants the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship at Forbidden Door.
0: Hey Hangman, more power to you, brother. That's a heck of a challenge. But uh what
1: hey. are your thoughts on this on this post this post hangman promo with Adam Cole? Like I didn't even include that because I'm like it 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 felt like it wasn't needed for me.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. Um I guess they're just trying to find something for both men to do. You know, Adam Cole's won this tournament. He's flaunting this belt that he can't even really defend because it's not a defending type of belt. Now I'm like, okay, so how long is he going to have that on TV before it goes up in the trophy case? Because, you know, it's just like the FTW title. you <laughs> can't do anything with it. Looks nice. it can't do nothing with it. So, you know, I don't know. It's weird, man. I
1: mean, the FTW, I, I give it props. FTW. Title has been defended, it has it's been, like, yeah, but defended. they don't count it yeah. as
0: anything, though. That's the weird part, yeah. They make it yeah. like, why defend yeah. it? But they make it known, like, oh, this is not an official AEW title. Like, well, then and why like, is it AEW. being defended like one? And why <laughs> should a... I care? Exactly, <laughs> it's like, you
1: know, it's like, why should I care? Why, should... it, it like, at least in ECW, they didn't make it. Look uh, like it wasn't an uh, East title. Like I think Tassit just said it wasn't, but they like the ECW just said, oh, "Hey, still care about this because hey, we got we got tickets to sell." But it's like it's just another prop. It's another belt for Ricky. Starks. My, keep um, keep in mind, he's one of my favorites. He's one of the bright spots, Dynamite for me. So mm-hmm. I, I, I give him that. Agreed, man. But uh, yeah. next up, we get uh, Willow in the ring. He get interviewed. Wardlow, I guess apparently Wardlow opted not to be in the Battle Royal because Wardlow said he asked not to be in the Battle Royal because the reason being Punk is our champion so if I'm not making him tap or pinning his shoulders to the mat, I don't want it yet. So, you don't want it yet, but do you do realize the way they got it set up is if you're the interim champion, you get the opportunity to pin him and make him tap to become the undisputed champion. Did he think that through? <laughs> When he said that, when I looked at him, I was like, "But if you win the tournament, you get to make him tap out eventually." Yeah, <laughs> was I the only one who was like, "Bro, you sounded kind of stupid." I don't know
0: who writes these things for these people, but apparently
1: he's—they don't write them. They just say whatever. They give him an outline.
0: Well, then that's why stuff gets written for some people. Not everybody's able
1: to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just Wardlow here, I'm like, bro, you sound not like, I don't know. But they're setting up for a TNT title feud between him and Scorpio Sky. Do you think they take the title uh, off, off of Scorpio and give it to Wardlow? Unfortunately, yes. Uh,
0: rest in peace, Scorpio Sky. I like what he's doing with the title, though, but Shoot. I mean, because that Lakers theme title is freaking fire! Oh yeah. Outside of
1: that, I'm just glad they're over. I'm just I'm glad they're done with the Sammy and Tay thing. I think everybody is. That was it's like, and I hate it. I hate that excuse. They like, oh, you just you just jealous. No, I just don't like. I don't care if you're. I don't care. Let's put it this way. I don't care if it's two women, two men, a man and a woman. I don't like seeing people kiss on TV y'all we y'all weird If y'all like to see people kiss on TV y'all are weird
0: so that's how you felt about Edge and Lita
1: back then I hated that shit too (laughs) and it wasn't because I'm supposed to hate them because they're here I'm like this is just grossing me out seeing other people swap spit it grossed me out
0: I feel it man um I saw where Tay Conti like tweeted hey Sammy I heard there's a new title
2: I'm
0: like, you're not even in the match. <laughs> <laughs> why would you even bring that up, dude? You ain't even in the match. Like you're nowhere in the bracket. So what is that's it why? Even that's about?
1: why I blocked both of them on Twitter because I just got tired of seeing them on my timeline. Like, I don't, I don't even care if they don't know I exist. I'm like, I just don't want to see y'all on my timeline. Right? But that's how annoying it got. It's like, soon, and, and then when they they got apparently they got engaged in Paris. And TMZ posted it. I'm like, man, get that shit out of my face. Get it out of <laughs> my face. Get it hey,
0: out of my face. Hey, man. You know TMZ. Always had to get the scoop first, man. I'm pretty sure always, they... Man. Those guys. Goodness. What a challenge to both teams. To I the Hardy Boys bigger. and what? to the Young Bucks. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. And what I'm thinking is yeah. a match that put us on the map. A match that made us household names, a match that made you fans. Say it. Next week, right here on Dynamite for the world tag team titles. The Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Okay. In a ladder match. Oh Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm all in. What? That's what I'm talking about, about. that's all I wanted. Sounds great. That's Oh, I was just waiting for Edge to just randomly pop up, even though he's in WWE. Like, hey, what the? Swerve us all and just say, "Here's my mystery partner, my brother Edge."
1: No, against you guys and you guys in a TLC match. No, now let's get the Dudleys while we're at it. No, 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 (laughs) no. Oh man. They are really trying to kill Jeff Hardy. They want this man to die. They really want this man to die. Because what? This man literally was injured two weeks ago. Last week. And they said, okay, we're going to put you in a ladder match. And we're going to kill you more.
0: Yep. The life of a daredevil, man. I tell you, when your career is made off being that. They gonna
1: milk that till the wheels fall off, literally. Bro, I I put out this idea. I say, what if this man turns heel and brings back his heel persona from TNA? With a minus the Antichrist thing, because we don't got to tap into that no more. Just bring back a heel version of Jeff Hardy. He can you can even license the another me because I want to hear that banger of a theme song again. Because that was one of my favorite Jeff Hardy themes, outside of Modest and No More Words. Mm-hmm. so it's like bro turn this man heel l- make him slow the heck down make the swanton bomb because what I appreciated about his TNA run was he made the swanton bomb a special occasion he was more focused on getting the twist of hate over mm-hmm. and giving people concussions they're fucking free I remember the whole thing it's just like I, I <laughs> was intrigued about obviously victory road happened but it was like I was intrigued of where they was going to go with this match. But we're getting a three-way ladder match. Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express versus the Hardys. So in this case, screw the rankings. Because FTR has been the number one contenders in the tag team championship rankings for the AEW titles for four weeks in a row. What rankings? The ranking systems are trash, and they're fake.
0: Pun intended. When I say it like that, not not, uh, not just the wrestling. Story. I'm talking about like you no, know, legitimately fake because apparently
1: they changed it. Like, they changed. They changed it the, soon as Punk went down with injury. Apparently, out of nowhere, John Moxley became number one contender. I'm like, mm-hmm. even you know though that?
0: technically Anthony GoGo should be number one, but they don't count. Darker elevation, apparently.
1: You so, know, the quality of opponents are the reason why John Moss... I'm like, so you saying I don't have to waste my time on dark
0: Or Elevation, yeah. Or just elevation. Screw those shows, because they don't mean
1: anything. So you <laughs> he don't realize that he just inadvertently made us say, okay, so why am I watching these shows if they don't matter? Pretty much. Tony Khan, get off social media. <laughs> Man. That's it. A- Speaking of social media, did you see this women's this woman's world title match?
0: I did see that.
2: using the challenger from Moldova. She is the problem. Marina Shafir Thunder
0: Rosa. What a spitfire. Yeah, man. She's a fighting champion. Reversal of her own. And
1: Thunder Rosa. Oh, great counter. Rolls through. Two. Three. Got it. Thunder Rosa, change
2: of play. Still. All Elite Wrestling Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa. What a great outing. Yo,
1: did you, did you catch that entrance for Marina Shafir? Indeed, man. Even the Crickets were quiet. <laughs> and I and I felt so bad. I'm like, bro. And I don't even blame that on the talent. This match was literally advertised an hour before airtime. So they get so Tony Khan gave us 60 60 minutes to get to care to try to care about this match. And he put it in the tra- the dreaded transition match. At 9:30 is the transition from the exciting match to the main event.
0: Yeah, feeling real bad for Thunder Rosa right now. This title run is beyond mediocre right now. And it's not even her fault. Nope. It's just like, everything Britt Baker was, and then you go to this, and it's like that. <laughs> what the heck? I don't even know what to tell you, man. That's all I can really say. I shoot.
1: Bruh, do better. Do better. Try. Like, like if 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 Thunder Rosa is frustrated, it's rightfully so. I'm frustrated. Because I was one of the people when she won that light side against Britt Break, I was like, yo, she got it. I'm interested in Thunder Rosa. Like, I want to see her succeed. You took it, you took your time, you let her heat from that match die down. I don't know if it was like because she was technically signed to NWA at that point, so they ain't they couldn't really feature her or whatever the whatever the excuse they came up with. But it's like as soon as you signed put pen on paper, you should have came out guns blazing. Instead, you gave Britt Baker all the attention. Then when they finally had the feud, it was solid. The first match was boring to me it was on the pay-per-view you remember that pay-per-view because we actually saw it in theater it was boring then they had to add it uh, they had to add a steel cage to it to the rematch
2: mm-hmm.
1: to make it interesting for the title change and then well here we are not a fault of Dr. Rosa not a, not a fault of the talent not even the fault of Marina Shapiro I put it on Twitter because I was like the crowd is silent And I literally said, I said, they're not giving people a reason to care. She could be a killer. She could be AEW Shayna Baszler from NXT if they give her the material to work with. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But they don't. And they won't. Ain't nothing we can do about that. Not at all, man. Nothing we can do about that. And the same can be said on Jay
0: Cargill's side of things when it comes to her opponents. Just... Don't want her random people for her to just beat. and it's just like okay why are we don't really be. supposed to
1: care we care about jade
0: but why are we supposed to care about the opponent at this point
1: we, we, well, we, we're we gonna keep it 100 we care about athena sort of when she doesn't talk in my space my space <laughs> apparently they True. had a twitter they had a twitter exchange on 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 twitter and i'm guessing Jay took a shot at Mandy, uh, I guess calling him Amber Moon Mandy-ish, because you know Mandy, Amber Moon oh, Athena had a interview talking about WWE wanting them to dress more like Mandy and whatnot. And I guess Jay took that and and I guess Athena they went back and forth. You got to watch it on Twitter. And Athena called her a hussy, and I'm like, <laughs> what is this 2005 hussy? We haven't said hussy in years. What you sound like a grandma? oh you you easy hussy you sound like my grandmama rest in peace Mm-mm-mm. yeah that's but, true but tony khan do better with thunder rosa life for real she's too too talented to be just given bare minimum and and to be given a match that's just thrown on the show just thrown on the show because you need to feel mm-hmm.
0: the match Agreed. Mm-hmm. on friday night big match It seems to me that nobody can mind their damn business. And you heard the queen, Tony. Last week on Dynamite, we had an issue with Athena. We confronted Athena. And then all of a sudden, Anna Jay and Don, what's that girl with the big head from outer space? What's her name? Chris
1: Statland?
0: Land yourself right back to that ugly planet where you came from. (laughs) That's it. Kristen Highlander, you are going one-on-one with Red Velvet this Friday on Rampage. And once Red Velvet is done with you, She's going to have you begging like Keith Sweat. And who can beat Red Velvet?
1: Nobody. Ah.
0: All right. And and Tony? Yeah. Cut the shit.
1: You know, that's her catchphrase now. Cut the shit. (laughs) But how good is Big Stoke, man?
0: Phenomenal, man. Um, Shoot. What can he do to put someone over, man?
1: That man Our mentioned Key ball. Sweat. We haven't, we haven't heard a Key Sweat mentioned in the three years of AEW until this man showed up.
0: What's that big-headed girl from Outer Space? Like <laughs>
1: Kristen <laughs> Highlander. <laughs> oh. when, he, when he said that all I could do all I could respond with was
0: damn. <laughs> yeah. That's going to get better and better every week, people. Better and better every week.
1: <laughs> Malcolm Bivens, Stokely Hathaway. Oh, my God.
0: Mm, I would take it.
1: Would and Obviously, in the main event, after that, we got the main event, which was John Mosley defeating Kyle O'Reilly. What do you think about that main event?
0: Expect it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, physicality is always something, for sure. You expected that as well but outcome wise it was just a matter of all right on the forbidden door <laughs> from Moxley yeah. to win the title inevitably and i guess have a crossover with punk so you think they're be. building
1: to a john moxley versus cm punk or do you think they're gonna well, i would say what was the reason of making an inter- do you think they are gonna put the title on hiroshi tanahashi or to or go to
0: he definitely I just don't see them giving it to a new Japan guy I don't know
1: I, I mean well, I guess they like, could. what would be the point if they're not going to stick around to defend it exactly. you basically you're basically back to square one with no champion on a weekly basis pretty much I can see Are them they, giving
0: it back to Moxley making him the first two-time champion just kind of letting that be a thing until Punk gets back and they just have a John Cena CM Punk moment and unify, or Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon moment. You
1: know, who's the true champ? So, we're going to get it. So, to wrap up today's podcast, because we went extra long today because we, we, we all, that's how we do. We vibe on that. Uh, we're still building up to Blood and Guts. That's going to be on June 29th. Uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a bloody affair. We just reviewed TNA Lockdown, so this is going to be their version of Lockdown with the blood and guts. Uh, this Friday is Rampage. You got ROH Tag Team Champions, FTR and Trent Beretta versus Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open, I guess the United Empire. If this is your type of match you want to watch, have at it. I'm probably not going to care. Um got... The, the in-ring debut uh Saturn Singh, I'm guessing oh, and J Lethal, so that's going to be a tag team, I guess. <laughs> um, you got Jake Hager versus Eddie Kingston, and you got Red Velvet versus Headed Girl from Out of Space, Chris Highland, Kristen Highlander, aka Chris Statlander. <sighs> this rampage is nah. not yeah, not the greatest rampage
0: lineup,
1: but I mean question is will that
0: be live or taped my guess is probably taped I it's already mean, it, it, was
1: taped. it was it was taped yesterday so there's yeah. that and then obviously on the next episode of Dynamite it'll be Miro versus Ethan Page in the all all-Atlantic Championship qualifying match man we are going into midnight this is literally, literally how long we've been going but this has been the Gresh Unleashed podcast. If you want to follow my boy Highlight, his act is literally down below. It's scrolling across, it's been scrolling across the, across the page at Highlight Life on Twitter as well as Instagram, and mm. he, and then you can always follow us at Gresh Unleashed at Josh Gresham R D on every pretty much majority of all social platforms. And if you are new around here, hey, make sure you hit that subscribe button, follow wherever you listen to your podcast. And with that being said. You guys stay safe out here in these streets. And remember to always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. We out. Be breezy.